It's Free Talk Live, and I didn't unmute myself. 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call to get in on the conversation with us. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live, so you can bring up whatever's on your mind. I demand to speak to the captain. He <laughs> passed away early this morning. Oh I'm just goodness. kidding. <laughs> Terrible. He is That's just so mean to the listeners. Yeah, he's sick. <laughs> I don't think anybody believed me, would they? Now I feel bad. He is just sick. Um, he has, you know, something that is going around. So it's flu season. Yep. So of course it's COVID. Yeah. So it's COVID season. Yeah. yeah don't you know that co- that COVID completely replaced the flu? Yeah. Yeah. Just kicked it right out of the ego system. Yeah. It's COVID season. Yeah. Because that's Every- how that works, and you know, it's the new COVID. So like, it's it's not like anything different from the flu. You know, okay. you, none, none of the fun symptoms where, like, you don't taste anything, for example. That's gone. Yeah, it just went away. I never had that symptom. I did. I did. Really? It okay. is absolutely wild. I had okay. it in, like, almost nothing else. Like, I had a runny nose. I basically felt like I had allergies, plus I couldn't taste anything. And that was the first day I ever went to fucking great before even figuring out that it was going on. And I was like, this tastes like nothing. Like, this is terrible. This is the worst yeah. fun I've ever had. And then the next time I go, I was like, okay, now I can taste it. And it's awesome. But, um, yeah, so I had it. And you can, like, eat, eat anything and not taste it. And it's terrible. But I, I think that Captain said since he had supposedly COVID before and it was, like, the worst sickness him and Mark ever had in 2021, he said that it's much better now. Or this is much better. So it's probably not COVID. I don't know. But you know, or his natural immunities have yeah. weakened the virus. Yeah, well, and, variant. And this is the natural course of all viruses that they become le- uh, more virulent but less deadly. Yeah, I-, I thought we were the type of show that talks about the virus. The uh, viruses aren't aren't real and stuff like that. Oh, you know, it, it is an interesting perspective. I know. I don't um, have like a belief about it. It I'm... is weird that no one has actually isolated Same a one. virus. Yeah. That is really bizarre. It is weird. And, like, and surprising. There are people virus out there. Virus is your god. <laughs> there are people out there going, oh, anybody who can prove me wrong and show me a virus. All right, you can do it, and I'll give you a million dollars. And no one, one does it. You know, you'd think there'd be some picture of an electron microscope looking at a virus, and go, "Okay, there it is, right there." Yeah. So forgive my ignorance. Then they showed a picture of what COVID was supposedly looking like mm-hmm. with the little looks like a video game out. bad guy. Sure. What was that? Yeah, that's called imagination. Drawing. No, I got it. But you <laughs> see, when those... a person has a thing in their head, and then they use their hands to make an image of a thing, that's different. So, like, you can do that with an angel, and I don't have to believe in angels. Okay, so when they were talking about viral load, and they could they could isolate in the microscope, like what was coming out, there was not there was no virus in their images. Yeah, there never has been. Not just the COVID one. Viruses in general. I got it. So yeah, that's crazy. the really weird part. Mm-hmm. How did they distinguish between spittle and the viral load then? By people's symptoms. They're just like, oh, they have this and this and this. So no, they have no, a no. virus. And, and when I was in high school, they drew these creepy little metal looking things that have like a triangle head and a, a sprout and legs. They told us that's what viruses look like. And that's yeah. never been seen. 
I, I hear you. Yeah, that, but that's that not is what one I'm of saying. the wacky things is that the images of what a virus is supposed to look like have changed. Hmm. Got it. Like they, they seriously looked like these weird little ATAT walker looking things that but, like squat down and that's how they inject their RNA. They didn't measure viral load based on people's symptoms and what they were being told. They had people like cough, right? And then they caught the cough. Well, they tried to do that. They tried to do that with the Spanish flu, I think it was, where they had people completely isolated. They took in people that were confirmed cases, had them cough all over them, eat after each other and all this stuff, and they couldn't make other people catch it. Okay. But what were the, uh, the, I believe you, because I don't have any evidence to the contrary, but what were they catching and what were they looking at? I honestly, I don't have a personal belief. Like I'm like, oh, this is definitely it. But I've heard some things that make a bit of sense. I just don't know that it's okay. definitely true. And what I would say is um, a lot of people say it's like environment. Like if we're all um, around the same environment, like this studio. Yeah. And terrain it, theory versus. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Then, well, like, and, and terrain theory, which is a, a completely different worldview <laughs> of how people get infected. It looks exactly in evidence. It works exactly the same way as viral load. So your viral load is how many particles of virus does it take to get you in particular at this particular moment sick? And that's and that has everything to do with, Okay, well, how healthy are you? Have you been breathing fresh air? Did you just uh, like come in from the cold? So your body's working really, really hard to warm itself back up and doesn't have uh, all of its chemical processes. So how are we distinguishing between virus particle and virus then? Come again. You said they're measuring how much of the virus particle, which is what I'm so. So individual particles of virus. So like uh, so one, you know, viral particle can infect one cell. Okay. So how many viral particles does it take to actually cause an infection with your body trying to fight it off? Got it. So when they when you you cough into their little thing and they go like, well, there's like, you know, six viral particles per million. Well, How can you see viral viral particle? But if you can't see a virus, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I it is it is a theory the other all thing, of these have to do with things that we cannot actually see the other thing in, which well they're weird. measuring it they're calling it parts per million or whatever it mm-hmm. is what are they looking at Good that question. is it i've all never right. heard this part or at least i've never thought about it yeah. all right. and and basically what you what ends up happening is that they will test for the parts that make up a virus in theory so okay. on the on the viral infection uh belief system you're just the, those are actual pieces of virus on okay. the terrain theory uh those are uh broken pieces of cells that have died from toxicity okay and, and if the virus was created in a lab what were they working on good question it, it it had to have been something. The, I think all they had to do was pretend so, that there was people making a virus in a lab and then start saying, uh-oh, uh-oh, nine people dead. And then like people start going, ah, and it's flu season. And, like, and this is part of the uh, the actual unknown of the universe. Like, we don't actually know. Yeah. So uh, maybe they weren't working on anything. Maybe they really thought they were working on these viruses. And, you know, they're they're taking little bits of this fluid and putting it in that fluid. And they're taking bits of that and maybe fluid because and they it believed here. it. And it spread it's... because of people. Their belief was so strong. I don't know. And that is one of the wacky things about humans is. So we... COVID was all hysteria. Well, I think it could be a large part hysteria. It's like, think about people not, who. It's definitely not all hysteria because uh, I. It, 
at that point, you would see that there was a a bigger immunity to uh, COVID in those that just flat out don't believe any of this stuff. Okay, and there doesn't. There I don't know. I I think any. that I might have had that because, like, I was like, I don't care. I'm going to keep knocking on doors. I don't want to be stuck in this hotel because I was doing Young Americans for Liberty, knocking on doors. And my roommate got it and didn't tell anyone because she was like, I don't want to have to be stuck in the hotel room. And I was like, I'm Smart. Uh, I'm not going to get this. Like, I I don't even believe I'm going to get this. And the thing is, like, I had that allergies and not tasting anything. But everybody else was, like, terribly sick, like, dying. Like, she eventually had to... Uh, Stop going out and knocking on doors and like make phone calls and be bored all day. I missed I missed um, zero days of work while I had it. Wow. I just went get it and spread it. But I was miserable for two weeks. Mm. I wasn't know? even miserable. I was just okay. like basically the same as having really bad allergies before I started Zyrtec in Texas. But um, the thing that makes me not believe in terrain theory, the thing that makes me think like something has to be real about it more than just vibes is every single time Mark Edge com- comes from Honduras to New Hampshire and visits us, he gets me sick. And even the first time I was He's like... the one who got us all sick here. He was sick, and uh, the, it was not even that time. It was a, a time afterwards. And um, he w- started to get sick like a day after getting here, and he was like, Bonnie, I'm sorry, I'm sick. But, and I was like, I don't Have care. Have you considered that maybe he's just a toxic person? I was like, I Ooh. can't get sick. <laughs> I am i don't get sick. Like, since, um, you know, like that COVID thing, like I hadn't been sick in over a year. So I was like... I, it's fine. I'm not going to get sick. I don't believe I'm going to get sick, and I won't believe... It didn't matter. I got sick. I got so incredibly deathly sick. Like, every time Mark gets me sick, it's really bad. Cause he's bring, because he's bringing something That's why foreign I, to you. It seems right. like that has to be the case, because if I'm... I, I know your conscious belief system is not as strong as your subconscious belief system, belief system but I still think that I truly didn't even feel an ounce of like anxiety like oh he's gonna get me sick i was like that's fine well i was sitting and that is and that is a serious question that i do have for uh terrain theory people Mm -hmm. is okay that is a thing the people that travel around they spread illness yeah at a higher rate than would be explained by like oh well they're just uh, uh spreading toxins over people it's like okay why do foreign toxins have more effect on me than domestic toxins yeah that doesn't make any sense no that makes perfect sense that's like the one thing that does make sense well we didn't all get sick when the ohio fire dropped a bunch of toxins on new hampshire right but when when someone comes from a foreign place and gets you sick it's because they are they have got a natural immunity to it being brought up in that environment. Right. And which, then you don't. Which works if we're talking about microbes. Now, okay. if, if infections are not caused by microbes, which is what terrain theory states, well, if they're caused by toxins instead, then why are my, why can I adapt to this set of toxins? But a, a and, and there's definitely a correlation between the further away that you bring your set of toxins, the more likely I am to get sick. Well, that doesn't make any sense if if terrain theory is correct. If it's st- well, if it's still a toxin, regardless. I I, th- I think you have to go back and remember like how sick you were as a kid. Like kids are snotty little bugs. I was sick all that's the time. They, they're sick all the time, mm-hmm. and that's that's the period of time where they're building their immunity right. to local toxins or local microbes or local whatever. I just looked on and my when phone. You bring something foreign, they don't have it. I looked on my phone because I learned that a city in New Hampshire is named after the guy whose idea it was. 
to give the Native Americans uh, pox, whatever it was. Yeah, the blankets with the, what is it? Smallpox on it, and it's Amherst. I was like, well, why do we, honestly, like, if we're going to stop, if we're going to change city names and tear down statues, I feel like that's a pretty good one to change. That's pretty messed up. Like, no one should be in favor of liking him. Like, yeah, we will totally get around to those Thomas Jefferson statues, but before we do that, could we change the names that we put in place because we were spreading smallpox blankets to the natives? Could we start right. there? Like, was he famous for anything else? I don't know. Amherst? It's like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll totally not be, be the on most that famous statue. Regardless. Could yeah. we maybe start with Albert Pike, who, like, basically created the Ku Klux Klan and oh. still currently has a... Oh, also fought for the South in the Civil War and currently has a statue in Washington, D.C. Could oh, we start he's a, with that one? he's a living person? No, oh, well, he's not a living person. No, oh. No. Not with the Civil War. The, oh, wait. The Civil War. Wait, that doesn't make sense. I forgot you said that part. I was just thinking the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know when they got started. But you said he currently has property. No, he currently has a statue oh, in oh. D.C. <laughs> okay. Like, there's a statue of, mind you, the only statue of a Southern general in D.C., and it's the guy who started the Ku Klux Klan. Is he related to the guy who started the Illuminati in Bavaria? Oh, yeah, no, this is the same dude. That's uh, the same yeah, no, dude. He's, I was he's, like, he has a pi- same he name. He pretty much uh, created the whole 33rd degree Mason thing. In Germany? No, no, in the U.S. Okay, then uh, I think I'm yeah, thinking no, of someone he, else. Like uh, he he brought he brought the whole uh, Scottish right to mm-hmm. prominence, and they're the really scary ones. Yeah, I've heard that Scottish rights are like not real Freemasonry. They're like Masonry without the free <laughs> slave Masonry. <laughs> yeah, I guess they just don't want to give it to everyone, and I don't know. I don't know that much about. Yeah, he wrote uh, Morals and Dogma, that. which is I got to tell you one of the most scary books I have ever even attempted to read. It's like, people are terrible. They need to be controlled all the time. People are like steam, and if you can just push them through through these pipes and not let them make decisions of their own, then you can harness their chaos for productivity. It's like, whoa. Wow. That sounds okay, like I something. Can see why you is he wrong, to- though? Oh, it works. Okay. It is effective. All right. It is a very effective way to operate. It's, you know, evil and manipulative, um, and it has severe downsides like not allowing human beings to invent or create, all right. which is where all of our resources come from. I think it's messed up anytime, whether you're doing it positively or negatively, anytime you talk about people as if they're all the same, and like Jeremy Kaufman hates when people do it in a positive way, like blank slate theory, oh... Everybody is just as capable of being intelligent as everyone else. That might not be true. And it's also not true that everyone is as stupid and moldable as everyone else. Well, I will say this. One area where you can find common ground with like those people, communists and capitalists, is that if you assume people are evil, Mm. that's fine, right? Because the capitalist system... Uh, compels those evil people to be productive and sell their wares to people to make a profit. Like you have to, you have to benefit others to benefit yourself. Mm. You can't just be mean and run steam through a steam pipe or people through a steam pipe and make them do what you want. Well, free right. market capitalism, yeah, right. yeah, like That's um, what I'm saying. Jesus. Well, well, so I mean, different different capitalism. So crony capitalism does the opposite. Like, you actually get way more money for being more evil if you have a system of regulations in play. Right. But that would be like your fascism, your socialism, 
but well, the crony com- capitalism, and that is what most people think capitalism is. Got it. But the common the common ground is that yeah yeah we can we can all assume people are evil, and let's find a way to make everything the most productive. Jesus said in the Gospel of Thomas, which is like a Gnostic gospel, so who knows? Maybe he didn't say it. Whatever. Some people at one time believed Jesus said this and wrote it down. He said, "Same with the railbow. The people who have gained a lot of wealth should rule the world. The people who love power." should die or something like that he was very violent in that one Mm, but to me that sounds like free markets that makes me really think that there was a reason this one didn't get included in the club right and he actually said some really good things and then some also really crazy as jesus said in my favorite fanfic yeah (laughs) jesus fanfic i don't know where it is in your bible right but somewhere it says like the meek shall inherit the earth yep right because the wealthy all go to heaven that's you guys get what's left behind Yep, I think that's um the Mount of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, okay. it is on the Sermon on the Mount. Well, yeah, so that's, I think in Matthew. Uh, that's n- not what he was talking about. No. May not be what he was talking about. But that's my interpretation. That's your interpretation. Yeah, I, I think that you can interpret the Bible however you want. Of course you can. That's why I'm interpreting that way. If the meek are going to so, inherit the earth, so you're a Ferengi. What's that? I'm sorry, dude. I'm not Sounds- that into Pokemon. Well, no, yeah, it no, sounded no. like a wrong, mean wrong word. kind of nerddom. Oh, okay. Uh, no, this one's Star Trek. Okay, like, hardcore nerddom. Oh yeah, but, not me. Uh, no, so Ferengi believe that uh, you actually buy your way into heaven. Okay, so that that's why their whole thing is about like, no, you have to get as much money as possible all of the time. But didn't yeah. he just say the opposite that the meek inherit the earth? Yeah, yeah the, the meek. The yeah, rest, uh, the wealthy people go to heaven. Yes, the uh, Jesus said Wait, that the meek shall inherit the earth. Was... And uh, Richie said that yes, that's because the rich are going to heaven, which he might oh, be right about. Okay, given the space travel thing, huh? I mean that certainly seems to be like you know, look at Elon Musk, um, you know the the Amazon guy. They all decide Bezos? to go to space. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bezos, Musk, they all they all go to. Space. I think it's because they're materialists and they're like, I need to get out of here. I can only go to Mars. And they don't think about a spiritual realm. See, they will literally ascend into heaven, leaving the earth to the meek. Is yes. that the same and as the Babel Tower of Babel? It's like the new version of the Tower of Babel, basically. A little bit, yeah. Like, I mean, they, they are literally trying to reach heaven under their own power. That's that's very true. That's Whereas, crazy. like, Tower of Babel, it's, hey, we learned how to bake bricks. We shall now reach heaven under our own power. And we're like, no, we, we can literally send rockets to the moon from the top of that tower you could see the curvature of the earth right it's just so weird how jesus or god or whatever since his old testament says in that uh oh they were about to succeed oh yeah that's weird oh yeah uh, nothing shall be forbidden from them oh okay that's a real problem now we have <laughs> to mess up their language and their lifespan i think or was that the flood after the flood um, no, I think that one was at the same time. Hmm. Um, I shall not always abide with them. Their days shall be limited to 120 years. Yeah, I yeah. think that was uh, Tower of Babel stuff. Hmm. Well, yeah. <sighs> if they were that close back then, I mean, just I wouldn't trust anything else in that book. It looks like <laughs> we have. In, but the thing is, I think the um, Bible is all like uh, analogy or or uh, allegory. But sure. that's another conversation. And you see, I the think Tower we should of go Babel to the was bones. really about the orbital elevator. You see. Yes, it looks like we have an unscreened caller. Not sure who, what's your name's unscreened caller. Is that me? Yeah, you. Hi, I'm Van. How y'all doing? Hi, Van. What's on your mind? Well, you bounced around a lot. You went from the uh, yeah. COVID and out of the, uh, the scriptures and everything. And I just forgot what I was going to uh, comment on. But, yeah, the Tower of Babel, yeah, that, that's pretty heavy, man. Uh, 
yeah. Uh, but 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 uh, I do believe in the, the teachers of Christ, and uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. The meek also means humble. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're talking about materialism, which I struggle with too. I I, I just think there's so much of it, and it's so disgusting. And uh, 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 <clears throat> me myself, I hope to get to heaven one day. And uh, well, then don't be I meek, know, otherwise I, you're going to be left on earth. No, <laughs> don't no, be man. meek. <laughs> I don't care about the earth. I'll be in heaven, you know? And, uh, but anyway, I, I just, uh, it's pretty deep, you know? And, uh, you talk about the gospel of Thomas and, uh, yeah, I, I, I've never really read it, but, uh, uh it's yeah, confusing. It is confusing. You yeah, it's just it it's a bunch of sayings by Jesus. Um, Ian and I, my husband who's in prison just finished reading it together. Cause we read a book about it. The book about it was way more interesting <laughs> than it itself because it was just, it, I mean, we have lots of theories about what each thing meant, but it still was like a lot of it was really weird, like really out there. Like you said, women do not deserve to live for if a woman becomes a man, then that's the only time she's able to like deserves to live. That's weird. Wow. No, so transgender so Jesus violently no, 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 no. pro transgender. You no, know, if you read the God, the four Gospels, he liberated women. Right. I he bel- really did. A lot of women. I, I agree. Him. I agree that Jesus was very pro-women. The other thing is that particular verse did have a little note next to it that said, this may have been added at a later date, and none of the other ones did. Oh, yeah, I bet it did. Well, I'm sorry your old man's locked up. I mean, that's a bummer. I've never heard you on the radio before. And uh, Any of us? uh, No, no, I never heard you. I only get you all on Saturday nights down here. And uh, I don't get you the rest of the week. So, Ian, uh, he is Well, you were in for a treat, sir. Oh, Ian's the one. Is your are you Bonnie? Yeah, I'm Bonnie, and Ian is my husband, oh, okay. who's in prison. I've heard you before. Yeah, I've heard you, Bonnie. That was my sister's name. Aww. Cool name, my late sister. Yeah, nice. she was a cool girl. But uh, yeah, uh, and uh, I-, I was going to ask about that too. The update on uh, Mr. Freeman there. Uh, we'll uh, we'll guess- give an update on Ian when we get back. Thank you for your call, Van. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org.
Facebook Live. It's talk radio that you control in 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call. 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. I muted you guys on purpose. Censorship. <laughs> more and more censorship on this show. I know. <laughs> exactly. What's your name again? Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. And the actual topic we were intending to talk about at the beginning of the show was that Gypsy Rose Blanchard got released from prison after 10 years. And if you don't know who that is, this article luckily goes into, like, explains who she is first. So we can read that to you. Lee doesn't seem to know, didn't know until tonight who she was. This article from... Way to put him on blast there, Bonnie. Yeah, Lee doesn't know. <laughs> from Kate C. And dox me. <laughs> oh, man, sorry. I keep forgetting that. I, for, I should have studied it before. Okay, anyways. Or practiced it. KTLA.com, it says, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who was sentenced to 10 years in prison in 2016 for her role in her mother's murder, was released from prison in Missouri on Thursday and took to social media to celebrate her freedom. Gypsy initially made headlines after her mother, Claudine Dee Dee Blanchard, was found stabbed to death in her Springfield, Missouri home in June 2015. Oh, okay. What started as a case of a young girl plotting to kill her mother unraveled when it was revealed that Dee Dee had been lying about her daughter's medical medical conditions, which according to Gypsy included leukemia and muscular dystrophy, among other ailments. She had nothing wrong with her. That's the thing. Sounds like the mom got what she deserved. I know, right? Like, it's hard to feel any other way. So it says, experts believe that Gypsy suffered from Munchausen syndrome by proxy, now known as factitious disorder imposed on another, which is when a caregiver falsifies the appearance of health problems in a person under their care, most typically their own child. So she would do it. She would be like, Didi, you have this and that, and don't talk when you're around these people like the news camera crews or like the hospital people and um she was basically she liked to do it because of the attention she got she got got money money too yeah okay and attention Mm, yeah but that's please help my poor daughter that's what they say about why people get this way is like well the money makes sense but also they're like this is so it's like you know how people can actually grow to love their physical ailments they have because they're like well, I keep talking about my back pain and then people wonder what's wrong with her. It's something to talk about or or like they feel sorry for me. Yeah, and it's one of the uh, biggest hurdles with overcoming diseases and disorders is that people identify with what's wrong with them. It yeah. gives them a sense of who they are. Yep. I, I think that that's a huge part about this lady. So she was like, I'm the caretaker of a disabled daughter with a wheelchair and everything. And she could walk the whole time and she was fine the whole time. And um, once she got older, she found out about the internet. Her mom didn't like let her use the internet, but she was sneaking it. She met a boy and he lived in like uh, Wisconsin and she lived in Springfield, Missouri. And she convinced him to come over. And then he came over in the middle of the night and she gave him a knife and told him to go stab her mom, and and he did it, and then they ran away together. Sounds like true love. And she got 10 years, and he got life. And that's pretty, that's like the most messed up part to me. That he got life? Yeah, his name was Gojon. Um, his first name, I don't see it here. His last name was Gojon. 
Sounds Nicholas like, Gojon. Sounds like he is a protector and a provider. Mm. He was extremely autistic. Like I saw a video oh. yesterday. Uh, I'm not saying he can't be a protector and a provider. I'm just saying he was like eh. real autistic, not just like is what's worse, Asperger's or autism? I can't remember. Autism. Okay, then he had like a really bad autism even um, to the point like he was talking, you couldn't even understand what he's talking about. He's like moving on to another subject, makes no sense and like looking at the ground. But if you have Asperger's and you're waiting on hold, it's probably autism. I don't get it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway. Um, so it says years of psychological and physical abuse, as well as being subjected to numerous unnecessary surgeries and medical tests are said to be what drove Gypsy to want to kill her mother. And, like, the one thing I always wonder about this is how did the doctors not know? Like, oh, you don't need a wheelchair. How did they not know? Well, if if she was not getting out of the wheelchair and they didn't, like, raise her from the wheelchair. Yeah. We don't believe you. And then they pull her up and then she just <laughs> flops over and falls. Oh, my God. Like, oh, missed another one. She well, even stole. I, I think it's really telling, actually, that the doctors did not stop this at any point. I mean, it's obviously in their best interest if you can continue to come in for surgeries, Mm. continue to get this treated, whether or not it even exists. And I mean, to somewhat circle back to our uh, earlier conversation, I think that we really do need to start questioning the uh, the. Basically, yes. I mean, it's essentially become a kind of priesthood where people have the same level of faith in everything that someone says because they are a part of this uh, specified training that they, number one, they can even change their own health to accord to what the doctor tells them it should be. So we really start need to start focusing on, hey, these are just human beings, even though they think they're gods, they're not, and they are just as motivated by profit and by uh, being esteemed for what they do as anyone else. Maybe so, but they have to be effective. If you go to the doctor and you go like, doctor, I'm sick, and the doctor goes like, take this medicine, and you feel better, right? And you're like, oh, good doctor. Yeah, but what if no, they're just like drugs. treating the Whatever. Yeah, symptoms. no, I'll grant you, drugs are effective. Okay. It's a shame we're not allowed to get them. Well, if you, even if you were allowed to get them on your own, like you're, you are now experimenting which you're more than likely to do or more than allowed to do, but you go to the doctor and I'm goes, really not no, more than allowed to experiment with drugs. Well, not sure which be. country you think you're in. Well, I'm just, you have the right to then since you like oh, yeah, the word there rights. We go. Okay. That's true. But you go to the doctor and the doctor, the doctor has uh, more intimate knowledge of the effects of those drugs than any person off the street will. And so he goes like, this is the one for what I see in you. But and you if can it also works. Google it at this point. It's like when I was in high school, my friends would come to me and be like, Bonnie, I found this in my parents' uh, closet. What does it do? And I would know at that point because I started like reading on Arrowhead. Okay. <laughs> but um, that's so, a bad thing. Go- Google well, and it and, and you'll find out that too, you're is like, If we were allowed yeah. to figure out what we're going to take instead, then there would also be a market for here's a program that tells you, okay, well, if you are taking this... You can't take this because it'll do this. Well, Arrowwood does that. Arrowwood, if you go on there and look at um, even just like something like Percocet, it'll co- come up with the things you shouldn't take with it and stuff like that. Nice. Um, so a, a listener in the chat has come up with a poem to teach a lesson about the whole situation with the boy getting life. 
He wrote, Gypsy Rose, don't do anything for hoes. <laughs> well, that is not even a haiku, but um, okay. It's just one line, I guess, so it's not a, it's not a poem. So it's a poem, of, my, it's a draft of a poem. I mean, okay, it's the first in. lyric. What does and doesn't count as poetry is pretty subjective. Yeah, isn't there like one word poetry or... You know, if it's presented as poetry, it might be poetry. I feel like there has to be people that are just, they go up there and they say one word and turn around and get cheers. Probably. I'm sure that I, I'm sure that someone has won competitions that way. So I'm not sure if it's Mandela effect or not, but I'm, I consider myself to be a published poet. Interesting. I just can't find the book that I got published in. What uh, do you mean? I got my poem published in a book. But you I'm, just can't find it? I can't find the book anymore because it's been so long and mm. my parents don't have a copy of it anymore. And and you were like a kid? Yeah. Or like a teenager or something? No, I was I, a kid. I would mm. not be surprised. Uh, there are actually a number of companies that that's kind of their grift is they uh, make your children more important by putting them and a whole bunch of others in this book of children's poetry. Yep, but I can't find And the then book. selling you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'm still published. And your parents didn't buy it? Yeah. No, they, as... no they did. They just can't find it. Oh, wow. It's been so long. As far as the story goes, though, quick question. Um, why did he have to stab her if they were going to run away anyway? I know. That's the thing I wonder all the time. It's like he couldn't have come. They were going to run away anyway. She was asleep. He could have just come, got her and her things oh. and left. However, they left. Did you say? <laughs> Never mind. Um, and then left. And I don't understand why he had to kill her. Maybe I think at that point it's just revenge. She was a to society. <laughs> She could have done this to anybody as a caretaker. Hmm. How many caretakers have multiple clients? Yeah, maybe she would just start care. If if she woke up and Gypsy was gone, she'd be like, "Dang it!" And then like go start caretaking. Well, yeah. time job. to do this over again. That's yeah. what they do. That might be true. Do you guys want to talk to Squidward? Put him on. This is the the artist that I was talking about. Squidward, it's you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your beautiful mind? It's your girl. Hey, your boy, the evolutionary capitalist. The hey, second best Bonnie evolutionary Dula. capitalist. The, the preeminent evolutionary capitalist. Hey, Bonnie, penultimate. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you see um, my offer to Free Talk Live hosts? No. Hey, what are you still? What are you? What are you still doing here, uh, Clueless? Clueless Musketeer. How come you're still here? That's did my you, maiden uh, name. To, uh, Little weirdo. Oh, I, I offered to. He's the clueless monster. Oh, clueless. Never mind. I thought he was saying my maiden name that sounds similar to that. Well, don't say it now. Oh, that's fitting, too. Doxy McGee. That's it. Yeah, what oh, is wow. with you and doxing tonight? <laughs> I thought he doxed me. I just thought he was being uh, a little weirdo. What is the oh, offer? You, you didn't playing? answer me. That's why you're being weird. Like, you oh, said you were going to tell I'm me an sorry. offer, and then you started saying something to someone I, I didn't know. Because when I disproved that taxation is theft, I offered uh, to pay everybody's uh, <laughs> filing fee for renunciation of citizenship. He didn't make no one's taking up my offer because they want to stay. Wait, wait, I didn't even get this. You, you offer you offer something for yourself doing something. That's not how that works. You're supposed no, no, to no, say no, like, no. "Hold on, buddy." No, no, he, don't he tell will him. Pay. No, no, he will pay if you, peakless I or the captain, renounce our citizenship. He will pay the filing fee himself. Oh, okay. Too, and I'll pay Bonnie's first class ticket to Ukraine, uh, Liberland, uh, uh, Palestine, or, or Argentina, where you can hang out with your boy, uh, Loco. How about that? How, how, what, uh, you want to take up that offer? 
You sound like a Bird freak. Clan. Like, I seriously hate your voice. Just go freaking back to your parents' uh, basement. You sound so gross. And it's just like, what What kind of offer is that? Like, I found it to be a legitimate offer. It's like the best thing I, he's ever called in about. I simply don't trust him. That's a fair That's a fair response to his offer. I yeah. just have plenty I, of reasons also, to not he, look, I mean, reject my citizenship. Like, the second I said, yeah, he's like, okay, and then you can't complain about taxation anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's the thing. He's acting like, like... No, you move the goalpost there. I'm going to continue to complain about being stoked from even when i have the option of thief it's so stupid it's like i just think that if i renounce my citizenship i'd just be worse off and taxation would still be theft he didn't prove anything i well he we sometimes libertarians will say like we can't leave because there's a price to pay for leaving yeah, yeah well that right? they, the government charges you to leave to go to another plantation the other thing yeah. is like where else would i go that's better where would i go without taxes other than somewhere just like absolutely terrible i'm not going to siberia well yeah. and you have to be in a different country in the uh embassy of the u.s or they won't accept your uh resignation as a citizen anyway you have so, to live in the, yeah. the embassy of the u.s forever hmm? no you no. have no 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 you have to stay out of the country though oh hmm so if if you're willing to move, if you're like, you know, like Mark Edge, we talked about, he's in like Honduras or whatever. If you go like, I'm going to go to Honduras. Like I had a friend in But even Hawaii. he likes his U.S. citizenship. Got it. Because it's a good one. I had a friend in Hawaii who moved to Paraguay mm-hmm. and he renounced. He went through like Jeff, uh, not uh, Jeff, oh, the dollar vigilante. I can't remember. Jeff his Berwick. Life. Berwick. Yeah, that's the one. Um, he went through like the, the dollar vigilante program to get foreign citizenship in south america renounce your u.s citizenship and that was it like he's he's gone he he did it mm-hmm. right if you're going to do that and you think like wherever you go honduras paraguay argentina now right and you go like i'm i i think it's better there for me and i'm going to stay there and renounce my u.s citizenship because it's better there than it is here well then squid will pay for that well and if uh, Elizabeth Warren manages to pass this bill of hers, then I think that'll be the case, where not being a U.S. citizen will be of a way bigger benefit, because but- she's making uh, anything that helps you have a uh, a private key or a public key, like if you have a non-custodial wallet, you are officially a bank, and you well- have all of these requirements of uh, reporting and all sorts of filing fees. Oh my god! And if you don't do those, well, let's then get into five, that in a second because we have a whole or we have a whole lot to say about dollars. it. But I want to let Ricky on. Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. What's on your mind, Ricky? Thank you there, Miss Bonnie. Another offer that uh, we can't refuse. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, the rock, Pinkless, you're you're terrible. No, oh, brother, I Ricky, agree. Pinkless Mountain. Yeah, there. Well, I, I agree. agree with that. Just yeah, now, now I will tell you that was a good call. We all agree. That was a good call on Miss Bonnie's part because you know Squiggy's the most untrustworthy person I've ever heard call into this program. He's just boring and yeah. weird. It's like, do I really want to like just let Free Talk Live be creepy freak talking to me talk live? Like I don't even. I mean, your audience care. is libertarians, so. No, no, Squiggy's horrible in more ways. To uh, how do they say it? Two days of Sunday or whatever the hell it is. You know, two days of Sunday. Anyways, no. More side connection, Sunday. brother. Something like that. There you go. That's it. More, that could be it. I don't Seven know, ways to Sunday. For me. I don't no, know. no, no, no. I, I tell you what. Uh, no, Squiggy give me nightmares when I hear him speak. I mean, it, it's about all kinds of badness. There's got to be. 
Now, I, I just wonder, though, is it the result of brain damage or you know, way too many hard narcotics? He calls the entire show on Thursdays. He calls the whole time, and I hang up on him, and he calls right back. He has three hours of his life in his parents' basement to do that. He has he admittedly said on air he has Asperger's. So take that however you want. Did I crack Ricky up? Is that what he's doing? Maybe. Oh, sounds no, like, yeah. no, the man, the, the, I don't, maybe, maybe he's AI. Maybe the man is not even real. Maybe somebody's he's getting paid. Like imagine doing that. Or, you'd, you'd have to be it's getting the autism. paid. Well, Hey, oh, yeah. to be it's fair, just the autism. It is a lot on easier that. to pretend to be an autistic human than to pretend to be a not autistic human. And the other thing is if, if he's autistic, why is he so okay. stupid? Autistic people are usually pretty good at figuring things out. Instead, he's like, blah, 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 blah. And no, doesn't he, make any sense because he thinks he has. Right, no, he, he has me, created uh, evolutionary capitalism. He's the only one that understands it. He can't communicate it properly because we're all just too dumb to get it like he is. He's above us. No, I, no believe me, I know because Brother Ian put me as a last resort on the phone with Squiggy. And and his he was ludicrous. I mean, I totally destroyed him, but he was ridiculous. I didn't know you, you guys know, were both on together. I didn't know we that. were. It was a classic. Now know? we know the answer for the drop downloads. Mark, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, but I, but on the other things though, something actually important. Now this is something I want Peekless to get involved in. Now Miss Bonnie's here. Some now, MLM scheme. I think it's important because. <laughs> No, no, my predictions is just to show you how back they go, Richie. They go back to the, to the Thursday night that Saudi Arabia and Egypt joined BRICS. So not just recently. Now, those predictions are a little older than you realize. So I want to get the, the terms of our bet that we're going to do in 2025 down at. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This you is not, this is not my bet. This got? is between you and Richie Rich. I am, however, okay, helping well, we you clarify what your bet is. It's got, I just okay, need numbers, well, yeah, man. I'll propose it. I'll propose it. This is based on our last conversation. Now, once again, to reiterate uh, the predictions, they're very simple. Uh, ju- around July, July, excuse me, that was my roommate. Uh, around July of... Uh, 2025, gas prices are going to go sky high like we've never seen them before. 25? I thought it was 2024. No, no, it's 2025. Oh, okay. 2025. Okay. 2025. So pause there. Pause there. Why? Why? Because this is the same conversation we had last week. You have to put a number on it. Yeah, you can't, you can't make a just bet say a sky high. Wait a minute, so you have otherwise we'll quibble you, about it. You mm-hmm. had a whole week to think about this. Richie, put a number on it. Is, okay. What what kind of number do you want, Rick? It's your prediction. Predict, you know, I'm betting against what, your prediction. Okay, what's the highest gas price that have ever been in this country? How about probably, we do that? Probably seven or eight bucks in California. All right, I'll say it's higher. It'll go. It'll go. I say it'll go higher than ten dollars. Okay, so now we have a number. There we go. National average uh, highest in the uh, highest. Uh, you know, whatever happens to be reported in the country. You say eight, Ricky says 10? No, no, no. I'm betting against Ricky. Look, if Ricky he... says 10, the bet is that I don't think it will hit 10. Okay. So now now that we have 10 okay. as the baseline. National average you know $10 a gallon. All, all right. Predictions. Now we have now, a bet. Here's the other one. Here's the other one. Sorry, I thought you guys Now, here's the other one. By the end of 2025, the dollar will fall completely. Now, that's a good one, Richie. I already accepted that Richie one. Rich. Yeah, I already huh? accepted that one. I don't think the dollar's okay, going to hit yeah, zero by the end of 2025. Okay. You, you, now, that's, yeah, that's pretty good considering when I made yeah, I that either. prediction, no doubt. Yeah. Now, here's the third one. We will go into economic oblivion by the 
end of the first quarter. But economic oblivion isn't a, a, a defined thing. Is what they well, seem to I'll not be able to get through is. to you. Okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you what that is. Imagine this. When a country of 330 million people becomes a third world country. Right. That's like a das disaster of epic proportion. And there's a definition, there's a definition out there for third world country. So look up well, that definition okay, and make okay, sure that you're comfortable with that criteria. Okay, Richie, worse than Venezuela. Okay, oh, hold, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. So worse than Venezuela right now? I would say at light speed. Or, or, hold on, hold on. Worse than Venezuela <laughs> is right now or ver worse than Venezuela will be at the time? Light speed has a value. No, I would say worse than it is right now. Okay. You know? On I what mean, metric? Oh, come on, Richie. You know the problem? No, no it's a fair so question. Well like, are we talking infant mortality stop. rates here? That's are part of talking, third world country. Um, uh, are we talking inflation? That's um, part of it. Go are we talking the uh, talking the separation of powers into fall. warlords? Okay. What are we talking here? Our money will be worthless. We can't pay our workers to do anything. We can't buy or sell anything. Nobody worldwide is going to want our money. You know, that's what's going to happen, and it's all because of the gold. The well, hold on. So, so it's entirely possible, though, that, like, uh, the dollar crashes completely, is no longer worth anything, and yet we don't turn into a third-world country. I mean, especially well, up here in New Hampshire. That's why it's two separate bets. Yeah, I mean, especially up here well, in New Hampshire. We're like, going to pay our workers, guys. What are we going to pay them with? Gold. Hopefully most of the workers who yeah, are cur currently getting just or dollars and, like, <laughs> live in uh, or work for government this. just, like, go die or go somewhere. There's you know three forms think, of payment. Richie, Richie, I think you listen to the show, and I don't think you want to hit, do this bet because Brother Ian already said I was right. I so already the accepted the, the second one. We already uh, have a bet. What did Brother Ian say he was right about? He said the night I'd made these three predictions, the Thursday night that of when, when Ian uh, was on. Saudi Arabia oh. and Egypt. Saudi Arabia and Egypt joined BRICS. That Thursday night, I made these three predictions, and he said I'm right. Okay. Me and Pico already talked about the gold discussion, you know, as far as how we're going to deal with it. You know, so, I mean, Richie, I know you're trying to weasel out of this. I'm not trying to weasel know, out of it. I already accepted the second one. We already have an agreement for five dash. Richie, why don't you just accept all of them, you know? Because you haven't defined anything. Yeah, we, we need yes or no things. Well, we need know, something you can... Mind. We need something because that it's you a could bet. We need something that you can say this either is or isn't the case. Wait a minute, I'm making the bet here, so it's my term. So you got to give me counter terms. But they, you know, then they don't have term. to. No. They don't have to. Accept I'm just them accepting or declining your bet, and I've accepted the bet. Like we have five dash on the line that the you think the dollar Which will reach handle, zero. Yeah. The dollar will reach zero. I'm accepting that bet. I don't think the dollar is going to reach zero. But Ricky so, does. But Ricky does. So th we've By already 2025. We, we bet that last week. What that's all the, right. the only that's thing that changed between the Republican Party fragmenting too. So that's wonderful. The only thing that changed between last week and this week is you now have put a dollar value on the gas at $10. And now I'm now I'm negotiating that $10. Right? Is it national average? Is it peak in the nation? You know, like what? How are? Where are we going to look to see no, where gas we, is? I thought we agreed on national average. Well, you you brought it up. I did not hear Ricky agree to it. But also, the uh, Ricky, do you agree to that national average for the gas? Yeah, national sound. National national average sounds good, and you had me a hold. I didn't even know it, but I'm glad you did. Okay. Well, we're about to be on. So we're going I will on accept break, that so. bet. 
I don't think gas is going to hit ten dollars national average. He also said the thing about third world. But there's and- another five dash. So we're that we're so two out of three. We have, yeah, we're two out of three. Okay, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It's free talk live. Don't go anywhere. There's I'm more not coming weaseling up. Out of anything. You weasel. I also call him brother Ian. It's free talk live. More coming up. The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church. ShireSociety.com Free Talk Live It's Free Talk Live Talk radio that you control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. I always mute us during the breaks. There, there will be no interruption until she intros the show back. That's all. Yeah, it's like, you, you know, you move your mic around and that gets on the air. Ian will hit you if you do that. He'll Not hit you. Really. <laughs> I've never been hit by Ian. He wouldn't hit me. I was <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Wow, it's not really making noise. It's kind of weird. Um, but, okay, I already introduced us. I was about to do that again. I just want to finish off this story. I mean, we were talking about Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who a lot of people are, like, fans of hers. It's a, it's a little weird. Look, you get tortured that much for that long. I don't even care about the revenge side of things. Yeah. You know? It's just more like, I mean, I get it, but I don't um, think it's normal to be a fan of hers. Okay. I'm interested in the story. I think this is just another example of what happens when you have a monopoly in the service of uh, disputes. So if we had a market in court systems, then you could actually trust that, hey, if I go to my court, I'll get justice out of it. And then she would have had options. She would have been like, okay, you know what? If I sue you in court, I'm going to actually get justice. You're not going to do this to me anymore. You're not going to do this to someone else. And you'll be punished for using me for obvious fraud. Whereas we don't have the kind of court system that can be relied on for justice. Yeah, like she Well, did, and she didn't even try though. She mentioned that her mom told would tell her stuff like wrong there. Okay. I mean her mom would say stuff like, Oh, no one will believe you, the cops won't believe you and she might have been true. It could have been bad. She could have went to the cops. They didn't believe her. And then her mom is like double torturing her or killing her or something. And then you stab the mom. Yeah. Right. Like here, here's the thing. Even with that, like the vigilante justice side of things, right? If you if you have free market justice, uh, if you wrong somebody, 
you'll want to go to arbitration because the alternative is violence. They'll kill you. They'll right. kill you. Right. So like, I have wronged you. Yes, let us go to court. I'm not willing to die over this. Mm-hmm. You know, and there you go. So it, 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 the incentive is to go and provide some sort of justice. Otherwise, you just get stabbed and that's the end of it. Or right. shot. Right. I'm fine with that too. She saved, served 85% of her sentence and she's now 32. She posted her first selfie of freedom on Friday. As of Saturday morning, the post had racked up more than 5.5 million likes and 220,000 comments. Earlier this month, she announced that an ebook chronicling her experience titled Release, uh, Experiences titled Released Conversations of the on the Eve of Freedom will be published on January 9th. So she's already making some money for herself, not just living off her um, pen pal husband. It says Gypsy had already been the subject of a documentary film titled Mommy Dead and Dearest from HBO. And I'm just like stunned by that name. That's pretty like they give these true crime things and the serial killers weird names. People are like fans of this. People are creating a a market for it. Yeah, it is weird. There's a lot of podcasts and whatnot about about true crimes and. I was getting into it for a while, and then okay. I realized I was too creeped out all the time. Like, I went from, I don't care. No one's going to hurt me in San Antonio. I don't care. I'll just make a uninterested face and not make eye contact with people if it's a creepy area, to, like, I'm so scared in my own home. And I was like, wait, I got to stop watching those things, like on YouTube. Or just get strapped. Well, I didn't think it was that easy to get a gun. I don't know. I didn't know where to start. Okay. But now you do. Or have any money. Well, okay. I know where All to start. Right. All right. Now. But um It's a good place. So start at the beginning. I got a I got a little taser thing, but it was a terrible Oof. one. It was like right. that would never have really helped me because it was that it's the type that's a stun gun, so you have to like go up to and touch someone. Okay. And I just felt like how is this even protecting me? Like maybe to scare someone away? That's it. All and right. then I'd have to like it's reach like in and a get shotgun, to it. Man. You hear the little clickety clack and go, oh, Maybe I don't want to bother it does her. Get it's pretty loud. It scares yeah, I know. coconut, even though everything scares my dog coconut. Um, that was basically it. I just wanted to finish that off to tell you guys why we even brought up Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And She's it's out. a really creepy Hide story. Your moms. People have all kinds of different opinions on it. Like some people think that she should have got life like her boyfriend. I don't think the boyfriend should have got life. Yeah, I don't either. Because right. he's autistic and the only thing is he just keeps saying, I'd do it again because I love Gypsy. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, but, it's dumb. You know. Well, I mean, the idea of, like, the argument for why you would want him to get life is, well, what if he gets another girlfriend yeah. and then kills for her, too? Well, yeah, that's why you don't say stuff like that. Yeah. Keep uh, it to yourself and then do it again. <laughs> then you're just a repeat offender. And then yeah, you're now, in jail for life. Yeah, the idea of uh, him getting life and her getting a few years, that's... I mean, she used him as a weapon. Yeah, I know. So... Like, she gave him the knife. That's the thing. It's like, it's not like I really want her to go for more. I feel like 10 years is, like, fair, maybe. Like, if she's going to go to jail, that's, like, fair. I don't know. It's hard to explain because I'm also, like, well, an anarchist. Well, last week, because you were mentioning, like, the entire chain of command is guilty. So where does this fall on 
the chain of command. Like she gave the order, he, pro- he yeah, carried it out. I think she's less guilty than all them. the way. I disagree with like, that highly. Yeah. I, I disagree so hard because it's like, are the are are the people in Nazi Germany who are like go and do this to the soldiers just as guilty as people shooting people in the back of the head? Like that yes. is not true. I don't yes. think so because you can be you can be you smart and be like adding another me... machine to your gun. You're not if pulling I put the, the trigger on that on machine. My, if I push the button, you didn't push that it. Then pulls the trigger. You can on talk my to the gun. gun. I am just That's as not the guilty same thing, as Peekless. if I. It's not the same thing. If if you push a button, yeah. If you grab someone's arm and make them shoot a gun, that's that you're just as guilty. If you say words to a person and they decide to do something based on your words, that person is stupid, and you're only like half as guilty. If I tell you do this or I'll kill you, and they didn't you do say, it. They don't have to say that. That's different. That's threat. Okay, I, threat is different. That is, that's, that, that was exactly what the nature it was. of the. That was no, exactly. it wasn't. Nazi Germany. That was exactly the the circumstance. If you defy the state, they will kill you. No, it wasn't. Hey, Bonnie, is Barack Obama a war criminal or did he deserve that Nobel Peace Prize? He's a war criminal, but he's not as guilty as the people who went and shot someone in the head. If I was like going in and and looking at an individual moment in Afghanistan of um, somebody getting hit by a drone strike, I would say the person who pushed that button is 100% guilty and Obama is partially guilty for that death so life sentence for a stabbing versus 10 years for giving the order to stab that's an appropriate disparity. i just don't think he should have got life because okay. he also like they it's it's the whole entire situation like he was defending his girlfriend like well he was not defending though. okay yeah. not defending yeah it's definitely revenge killing it was she like deserved it but she it's not deserved defense. it and also they felt like because they were stupid that they had to do it. Okay. They were like, "Oh, well, she's been like telling me this whole my whole life that she'll get me back in." Like, blah right. blah blah. We can't we can't go live by ourselves because she'll just she'll get me back yeah. and all this stuff. So, what would be what would if if you were the judge, what would be commensurate to her sentence for him for actually doing the killing? I wasn't in the whole trial, but you're asking me what would be good for him. Yeah, if you're saying there's a disparity in you know. The, the effectiveness of giving the order versus actual stabbing. I can't really think of myself as a judge putting someone in jail, but somebody okay. who really killed someone, and I'm like a free market judge, I didn't hear the whole trial or anything, well, but, but you, just off what I know. You know he stabbed her. You know she got like 10 years or whatever. And you know right. she got 10 years? Well, she got 10 years. She served eight of it or whatever. And um, and, and then but, it based but off that. But that was eight years, eight years for like, giving the order. Maybe like twice as much. Because okay. like 20 years, I think he could be like, fixed by then okay he could change his mind so let's say i've got a gun it's a special gun it's, it's got a trigger with a trigger mm-hmm. okay now if i use my trigger with the trigger that still counts as using the gun right so if i then use the trigger to use the trigger and i kill someone like I you're aim still it? doing a thing in physical okay. space okay. that isn't just speech okay cool okay so far we agree no we, we don't oh i was saying if somebody is using a double okay trigger, so if i add an extra trigger it doesn't count as murder no it, no, it does. That's what I was saying. Like, because okay. you're still doing a physical thing in space. There's a, such a difference between doing a physical thing in space and saying okay. words. Okay. Th- then that's what we're not agreeing on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, what if, as part of my trigger mechanism, I actually make it do a 50-50? It does a 50-50 random number generator. If it's odd, then it fires. If it's even, then it doesn't fire. It's like Anton Chigurin. I think it's just as guilty as um, not doing that. Be- I mean, as... 
as doing it without That's the fifty fifty. That's what hiring 50. a hitman is. No, it's not because that is literally okay, what hiring it is. a hitman. When you is... hire a hitman, there is a percentage chance that that hitman is going to do their job, and there's a percentage chance. It's not the same thing as doing something do with job. your physical hands. Like there is such a difference between the world of action and ghosts speaking into your ear. Don't you agree? Like if a ghost can speak into your ear and tell you to do something, that's so much different than people with hands and the ability to manipulate things in space. So what I'm saying is if you pull a trigger and knowing that you have a chance to kill someone, you're just as guilty as someone who pulled the trigger not thinking you have 50% chance because it's like, okay, you're still putting someone's life on the line for a chance. Like, If you pull the trigger and the gun jams, are you still guilty? Yes. Yeah, you. It's you didn't even attempt- kill anybody. It's called attempted murder. Okay, attempted. And yeah, you're guilty of that. Yeah, right. and we have a crime for that for a reason. All right, but being it, an incompetent killer, you just seem to not Reddit have makes an opinion. You less dangerous than a competent killer. You seem to not have opinion on this hierarchy thing. I think that this is how like people get away with. Um, like karma hurting them. Do you think Obama um, is dealing with the same karma that a bunch of guys who went to Iraq and actually killed people? Like they're yes. messed up in the head. I don't think yes, he is. Yes, he has tremendously he bad care. karma. He is, however, he's, unbelievably he's pretty wealthy. Great. Yeah, he's living great. Yeah, you can have, you can do evil things and be rewarded well, in a single life. People with PTSD uh, because they killed people in Iraq, even if they're rich and they're not doing great. And I don't think Obama's yeah, that way. Some people didn't get PTSD from doing that. And a lot of those people are psychos. just like complete psychos. Yes. yes. But that doesn't mean that that's Psychopaths not like a... Psychopaths still have bad karma. And they still have bad lives, right? So I'm not saying that he's happy about it. You're confusing man. karma with dharma for one thing. But just because you have bad karma doesn't mean that you will have bad things happen to you. I'm, it's in not this really. Life. It's not necessarily in this life. But like throughout an entire life, you think you haven't seen... Like, really bad things happen to people who have actually killed people. Do you know anyone who has? Because I do. Yeah. And their lives are terrible. Like, they're, it's themselves ruining their, their own, uh, um, like, inhabitation in their body with drugs and, uh, like, the way that they think of themselves all the way down to, like, my, and I'm, not, I'm talking about a specific person. Old guy killed people in um, Vietnam and he's ruined his entire life, can't have a good relationship Ruined his family as soon as he got home. Been on meth the whole time. He's not, like, having a good life. Like, I just don't think that there are very many people who are actually psychopaths, actually killed people, actually living a good life, and truly happy, like, deep inside. I just, I don't think so. And in Obama, like, I'm not saying I know he's truly happy, but he doesn't give any kind of signs of being, like, I'm about to get, you know, end it all. Well, of course not. He's, like, not. funding that movies and stuff. That would reduce his power. The other thing is He's he may a be a power psychopath. addict. A power addict is going to act like a power addict in the way that a morphine addict is going to act like a morphine addict. They're going to do the things that it takes for them to get the thing that they are addicted to. He is addicted to power, so he doesn't allow his image to show any cracks because that lets people trust him with power less. He doesn't really have like more power right now, does he? He's not like Going oh, he and has getting a more and more and more power. power. I mean, the puppet uh, master. Seriously, like you think, you think Biden's he running that White Biden? House? I don't think Obama troll, uh, controls the White House because Obama is just as much a as a big puppet. Part of it. I think he is a big part of the leadership that is and currently is that? in control. 
Why is that? Because he did his job well. And as a reward, they are letting no, why, him have What power. evidence do you have that like Obama's doing anything in the White House right now? Like what what like stuff do you see that you're like, oh, that because screams Obama? Because all of the other power brokers cozy up to him when he's at the parties. Okay, well, I mean, that's just parties. Obama's like cool to Okay, them. it's the times that we get to see these powerful people be social. And in the few times that we get to see the powerful people being social, this is what they do. So yeah, I think he still because has a tremendous amount of power. Because you have to a lot of people, of though. Like, do do they all have? It. He said he was going to do that. He said he was going to. He was going to like his third term in office would be puppeting somebody else. He said that. Really? Okay, then it's, that's the kind of thing I'm asking you to tell not, me because I didn't hear that. I don't that. remember the actual interview or the actual words that he said, but he intimated that that's how he would have a third term. That's super weird. But um, I didn't get an answer though. Do, what do you think about the hierarchy thing? Like, is some oh. if I tell you to kill someone, you kill someone. Am I just as guilty as you? One hundred percent as guilty. Yeah, no, I'm more on your side on this. And when you talk to most people about this, right? The example that I bring up is like either Barack Obama is guilty of war crimes, or Charles Manson is innocent because all he did was give the orders. Hmm. He never yeah. killed anybody. Yeah, no, right. I agree completely so you can't, with that. So you can't have you can't have the dichotomy. But there's also a difference yeah. between innocent and guilty of murder. Like he he might be guilty of something else. It's not murder. Well, it's, and, but and it's giving the, the order. And, and he's while guilty I get of giving the order. And most people feel and this that's, way. And that's but you're agreeing to something. What he just said. Then you're agreeing with me because if he's guilty of murder, then like if Charles Manson never killed anyone, I don't really know much about him. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that Charles Manson is guilty of murder. And so is yes, and so then is, we're disagreeing on that. Right. And you're disagreeing with him, but you said you agreed with him. No, his statement was that either you believe that Obama is guilty of war crimes or you believe that Charles Manson is innocent. Except that I I just did. I just explained to you how I have it both ways. He's not innocent of anything. He's not innocent of anything. And I'm not saying that Obama um, necessarily is guilty enough to even like have like jail time. Like he's not innocent or guilty of well, as yeah, far as i know about him killing someone do things expected that they would get done and they were correct now either that is an okay thing to do this is what i'm saying or it's not. okay listen i'm not talking about okay or not i'm saying guilty of murder i don't think that obama is guilty of murder i don't think that charles manson is guilty of murder and i basically already explained it to you guys like i think they're guilty of something else it's not the same exact thing as Beating someone to death with a hammer. How could you think it's the same exact thing? Like, those people have done the same thing. Like, that's not true. So, what is the order giver guilty of? I don't know. Okay. But it's not murder. Right, it looks like we have is. a caller on the line. Um, unscreened caller, what's on your mind? Hi, uh, this is Eric from California. Okay, Eric from California, what's on your mind? Uh, I just... So... This is the first time I've ever actually heard you guys live. I usually listen like the morning after. Oh, and nice. Well, well you're well So, well, okay, maybe it's the second time. The first time is they only put you on for an hour on our local radio station. How dare they? Well, call your program director and fix hours. that. Remedy <laughs> these problems for well, us, sir. We need your assistance. Okay. Well, but, uh, yeah, uh, I was just stoked about that. And uh, Bonnie, you have an excellent radio voice. And thank you. Somebody told me that yesterday. Here is a chat. Wait, what'd you say? 
Jane Newton's a Chad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought he said it sounds like someone murdered a cat right after he said I have excellent radio voice. I assume ma- you mean voice. the Chad with all the muscles. What but, if you uh, just gave the order to murder the cat? Because, like, Chad has, <laughs> me- has meant such different things in my time. Like, it used to mean sort of the frat boy. Like, the consummate, like, moronic... Uh, you know, I thought it is You mean a Kyle? Means. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I guess so. Okay. You're right. I did think of it as that, and then I just realized the new term is more like someone who's awesome and right? cool. Yeah, like a, a manly man. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Jay Noon is the most awesome, like, free stater. I, I don't understand why people play video games. I just want to take care of my wife and children type. And grow my own food. And, uh, yeah, I want to get there at some point. Is that all you right have for us, Eric? To the apartment. <laughs> What? Well, good luck to you if that's what you want to do. I said, is that all you had for us today? Yeah, I was just excited to hear you guys live. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, And hopefully you can even contact the, what's it called? Um, Program director. Program director. Or, or in the interim, find the live stream on the internet. Yeah, we have. We do a live stream on the internet. We have um, the live stream at freetalklive.com. I have to fix it today. Multiple nights a week that you can catch the show live. It's actually, oh wait, yeah. Yeah, it's a multiple nights. It is multiple. Multiple nights a week. <laughs> well, thank you for the call. Um, I was going to say it is on every every day, but I forgot those aren't live. Um, so it's like Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. That's when it's live. There you go. Anyways, let's get into this story that Lee brought in today. Again! So, oh, God, sorry. Oh, I thought I cussed just now when I said, oh, God. But um, you see, you guys scared me, okay? So, yes. <laughs> Some people would call that a cuss. Anyways, we have Peakless Mountaineer's His story name had here. become a killing word. <laughs> but do you want me to um, read this about what exactly it is? Or do you have like a pretty yeah, good sure. about definition? Bill Warren or something. It's um, Elizabeth Warren's bill that she that wants close. to... Uh, do is that it has five co-sponsors more and expands coalition of banking committee support for bill cracking down on crypto's use in money laundering drug trafficking sanctions evasion now do the same with the dollar yeah i thought i thought mm. i thought you actually had like 20 sponsors okay. that's way less scary oh i see new five new senators join oh, five new ones yeah that's much scarier including three members of the, on the couch banking committee it says it says the United States Senators Elizabeth Warren, that says, that's with an S. Anyways, announced an expanded coalition. Is she going by they, then, they them now? So, United States Senator. She goes Senator, by Native American. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren. She's a twin spirit, you see. Announced an expanded coalition of Senate support for her bipartisan digital asset anti-money laundering act which would mitigate the illicit finance risks that crypto poses by closing loopholes and bringing the digital asset ecosystem into greater compliance with the anti-money laundering and countering the financing of terrorism frameworks that govern much of the financial system. But it hasn't said exactly what it is. It's going to talk about all the new people joining. It says the Treasury Department is making clear that we need new laws to crack down on crypto's use in enabling terrorist groups, rogue nations, drug lords, ransomware gangs, the CIA, and fraudsters to launder billions in stolen funds, evade sanctions, fund illegal weapons programs, and profit from devastating cyber attacks, said Senator Warren. She continues, I'm glad that five new senators are joining the fight to take action. 
And it's going to be the toughest proposal on the table, cracking down on crypto's illicit use and giving regulators more tools in their toolbox. But it hasn't really gotten into the stuff you told me about it. So what do you know about this well, new I think, bill? I think a lot of that's going to have to uh, wait for a minute for us to actually get into it. Hmm. But... Uh, well, fill the time anyway, people. I will. I certainly will. Uh, so there's only 100 members of the Senate, and apparently 20 of them have already co-signed with this bill. So she doesn't have that far to go. And, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that uh, it'll be one of the uh, hundreds of bills that she's put forward that doesn't go anywhere. Because <laughs> of the, like, 500 bills she's uh, put forward, something like three have passed. Ever or, like, in two Ever. years? Okay. Ever. 603-283-6160. If you're on the line, uh, please hold. And if you have something to say, you should call in. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Wake up and the Lutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. that you control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call to get in on the conversation with us that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie beakless mountaineer and richie rich and i think we should just go straight into the phones we have dave ridley from ridleyreport.com on the phones with us what's on your mind ridley well, uh, how closely have you guys been uh, following uh, what's been going on with TechBit lately? I know that. So they're going to put in a bill to um, ask, possibly ask the question to voters if they want to secede. But they need to wait for Republicans to um, go and val- validate all of the signatures that they got. And those Republicans are dragging their feet on purpose. Ian told me that, but that's all I know. <clears throat> well, that's yeah, what's going uh, on a week. Yeah, and that's what uh, was going on a week. Oh, that was going on a week ago. Yeah, and apparently yes. the uh, uh, the last time they uh, checked and saw how popular this thing was, it was like seventy six percent of Texan Republicans would vote for secession. Wow. Why are they dragging their feet then on the on the signature? Because most because of the Republicans don't oh. like it, but there are several Republicans that do. Well, what's the new news then, Ridley? Well, they turned in the re- requisite number of petitions. Uh, but the GOP, the GOP has rejected. It's like hundreds of over a hundred, about a hundred thousand petitions. The GOP said no good because you turned it in on the day of the deadline. You were turned, supposed to. You should have turned it in on the day before the deadline. Wow! Oh my gosh! That's not so what a deadline bad. is. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that not what, what a deadline is. That that is what that's that is the claim at tnm.me, the, their official website. They should sue them. I think that they can sue them. All right, so I'm I'm still a little confused. 
the GOP is dragging their feet because they don't want it to go through. But didn't you just say like a moment ago? Oh yeah, was, the voters and the party yeah, the humans, want different things. The humans, okay, so seventy six percent of GOP voters, correct? Okay, and the party is okay. All right, I'm clear. Continue. So, David. So the next thing that oh, go ahead. The next thing that happened is that TNM Texas Nationalist Movement did what they said always said they would do, and they have already filed suit. I think. Oh, wow. So they said they'd sue them, and now they are already? Wow, that's fast. Good. I think, I think. I mean, I, I don't know how official that, that is, but it's they're, they're suing them. They should symbolically drag out the cannon again. <laughs> Did they do that there? It's a Texas thing, though. Oh. The come and take it cannon, yeah. Well, and and the what this says is obvious. So if the te- Texan people didn't want to secede, then these people who don't want Texas out of the nation because they like being a very powerful force in the world empire, they should just put it on the ballot, have it defeated roundly, and then say, no, we already tried that. And it'd be very compelling at that point. But they know very well, if this thing gets on the ballot, the Texan people want to be an independent country. Well, then you still got to make sure who's counting the ballots, man. If the politicians are counting the ballots and they don't want it, there's no way it passes. Uh, that depends, and, actually, and, on what the judge says. Go okay. ahead, Ridley. In New Hampshire, we have decent poll numbers you know, that show 42% support for an independence referendum. However, in Texas, that number is 60%. Um, and so it's likely uh, that, yeah, I mean, that's what TNM folks keep saying is if we can just get on the ballot, we become independent. Right. Uh, and getting it on the Republican ballot is very, that's a, that's a heartbeat away from getting it on the overall ballot. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. It's the elephant in America's room right now that no one's talking about. Just like, you know, so many other things that, that, uh, that blindside you and change history. Uh, but that is a 60% favorability rating. It's just off the chart, uh, you know, for independence. And it means that eventually it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the sooner the better. Because really, like, as soon as we can get one state to secede, other states are going to secede. It'll domino. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if they get it on the ballot and it doesn't win right away, it would still probably be pretty good because then people will be able to say, like, oh, you know, 50% or maybe not 50, like, oh, 40% of people support this. It seems like well, it'd be more than that at this point with all the polls. Well, and I think that's why they're fighting this so hard is mm-hmm. not it, like, yeah, sure. Even if it's even if it failed, it'd be a good step forward. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's more reasonable for other states to put it on the ballot. Yeah, but I think true. they're fighting this as hard as they are because they don't think it's going to fail the first time. Hmm. They think the second those Texans have a chance to cut away from the union, they will. Yep. I mean, if you follow Texas Nationalist Movement on Twitter, they have a super compelling list of reasons and videos they make explaining this stuff to the people. And I really think that there w- it would only be in their own best interest for them to secede, just like New Hampshire. Thank you for the call, Dave. If anyone wants to hear more from Dave Ridley, go to RidleyReport.com. He's been reporting on local politicians in new hampshire for years he did a little bit in colorado a couple years back or a year ago and he's uh he took a short break but now he's back on youtube bit shoot and odyssey and uh youtube is the one that gets the most hits um anyways before the break we were talking about 
this bill from Elizabeth Warren that Peakless Mountaineer wanted to talk about. I did indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and this is one of those, I think this is just stupidity and not evil, but... <laughs> I feel like she's evil. I mean, so here's the problem. Uh, if this bill passes, literally everything is illegal. Well, okay, so we before the break, we talked about all the support she was getting. What does the bill actually say? So one of the things that the, basically what the bill is about is changing what counts as a financial institution. I mean, it's very boring sort of behind the scenes stuff, or at least it seems that okay. way. But it includes unhosted wallet providers will now be considered financial uh, uh financial institutions and have to do all the reporting requirements that the banks are required to do but only for crypto like my leather billfold well so with, here's, with us dollars in it well so so here's the thing though the way that they define an unhosted wallet uh the the term unhosted wallet means software or hardware that facilitates the storage of public and private keys used to digitally sign and securely transact digital assets okay. such that the stored value of the property in the wallet and the owner and uh the wallet owner has total independent control over the value okay okay so here's the problem with Neo that points so the number one, for example, is a wallet like that itself is the address of a private key. What about the whole digital part in that hmm? that you just read? Yeah, No, I'm saying like the number one is you can take the number one and you can send and receive uh, Bitcoin with it. You can take the number two. You can use that as the private key to send and receive Bitcoin. You can take the letter A, and you can use that to send and receive Bitcoin. So, I'm a little lost. Okay, so... Like you can choose your wallet address? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like you've got your uh, your private key, mm-hmm. and you have chosen a really, really obscure way of, of getting your, your private key here. You don't have to do that. Now, you don't have to do the 12 or 24 words fitting together that are this way of doing it. You can just take any ordinary number or uh, uh, letters. Even if other people already have A? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And so that's that's the thing. So if they don't know that it's ABBA, then okay, that's your wallet. And if that's sufficiently secure for you, you can just use that. Abba, father. Right. So like... For example, I could take the text of this bill, like the whole text of it, make a hash of that, and use that as my private key. But it gets worse than that. So, like, just the information itself of any given letter or number or combination of letters, numbers, and symbols, like period, is a wallet. Period exclamation point is a different wallet. Like, so just the information itself, these are all wallets. And anything that facilitates the creation of a wallet is a an unhosted wallet provider. So like a twi- tweet? So a tweet is a wallet provider. That's stupid. Your phone is a wallet provider. A piece of paper is an unhosted wallet provider. A pen is an unhosted wallet provider. What is this Air like that we breathe in order to write things down facilitates 
a wallet. Well, what about the unhosted part? What is that supposed to mean? Because like Edge Wallet, it's not hosted by a um, like you you have c- custody of your yeah, not right. exchange, but. Because they it's def- still hosted somewhere. Well, so that's the thing. It doesn't matter because the it will be uh, it will be uh, forced on you in the way that it specifies. So mm-hmm. it is using unhosted wallet to mean this. Hmm. So anything that facilitates a private key, which, as I pointed <sighs> out, a private key includes a letter. But then or they're probably just going dis- to... Or the Bible. You can use your version of the Bible. You can take the text of that, turn it into a hash, and that itself is a private key. So... Oh, Won't okay. they just define that too? Well, let's assume... I believe you. And let's assume the bill goes through. Doesn't that make the law so vague that it is unenforceable completely? Depends on what a, ju- on what a judge says. and And that's kind of the problem, is that this... It makes all human activity illegal. It makes all knowledge, all memory illegal. Got it. So, so what judge is going to say, like, yes, this this is the way it's written. This is well. If you look at what they tend to do, they usually go ahead and enforce it as it was intended, okay. instead of as it's written. Well, so let's so focus this, on that instead. Okay, then. great. So this is going to make all use of this technology completely illegal. Of Bitcoin, te- of crypto, yeah. crypto technology. All cryptocurrency technology will be illegal in the U.S. Okay. It's, is that little... going to stop you? I'm, is that going to stop me? All it's right. going to make me leave the country is what it's going to oh, do. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, pure and simple. If uh, New Hampshire is still part of the U.S. and the U.S. starts enforcing this, then yeah, I have to leave. Let's get into this. I have a little list here of what it would do. It says the Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act would... First bracket point. Extend Bank Secrecy Act responsibilities, including including know your customer requirements to digital wallet asset wallet providers, miners, validators, and other network participants that may act to validate, secure, or facilitate digital asset transactions. Two, address a major gap with respect to unhosted digital wallets, which allow individuals to bypass a anti-money laundering, and sanction checks by directing FinCEN to finalize and implement its December 2020 proposed rule, which would require banks and money service businesses to verify customers and counterparty identities, keep records, and file reports in relation to certain digital asset transactions involving unhosted wallets or wallets hosted in non-BSA-compliant jurisdictions. There's more, but have anything to say about those? Um, my understanding is pretty simple that like anyone who has any of this stuff now has to report that they have it Mm -hmm. and they have to report any use of it. So do you have a name? Well, that name is in fact a wallet. So if you're holding on to that, you better report that wallet. Oh, do you have a serial number on anything? Well, you have to report that serial number. And tell us whether or not there are transactions coming in and out of it, and who are making those transactions. You have to file the reports in relation to them. Exactly. And, for example, every single bill. Huh? Who's going to do that? No one. Well, well, it's physically impossible. Okay, consider this. Every single bill has a unique unique, uh, serial number on it. And it would make a very, very useful wallet because no one's going to know that you have that particular serial number. 
So you can just hang on to that $1 bill, use that particular serial number as your wallet. Yeah. So that is... And then it's like hidden in plain sight. Oh, that's kind of smart. I mean, there's any number of of non-filing tax evaders in the United States at any given time. And I would presume that a lot of the crypto users probably are a good subsection of that good percentage yeah right so if if they're not if they're already not filing government documents and the government goes like here's a new filing requirement that you must file like they're not going to comply well like that's it also, the whole point of crypto is like we don't comply moving on in this bullet point it also directs fincen to oh issue guidance to financial institutions on mitigating the risks of handling, using, or transacting with digital assets that have been anonymized using digital asset mixers and other anonymity-enhancing technologies. Sorry, I thought I was going to say it directs them to like go after people. I was like, you might find yourself in a suit more often. So, I mean, like they have all, all kinds of co- technology. My neighbor, he reads all kinds of books, and I can't remember the name of any because he always suggests them to me, but I never... Like, I'm not going to read them because it's just that it's not something I'm interested in. But he's read all kinds of books about how the government has been tracing Bitcoin. And they're really good at it. He says they that's can trace fine. Monero. Well, that's a stretch. But all right. They talk about how they do it in these books. I can get the names for you. Well, and the th- oh, man, the thing with Bitcoin is it's a public ledger. You right. don't, you know, the, the government can see it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can see it. Mm-hmm. You can right. see it. You can look at all. The- it's like that hasn't stopped it thus far right it's how do you associate your your wallet on the blockchain with the individual who's like in control of that wallet they do it by figuring out like what ip address issue uh or, or utilized it and stuff like that like i don't know the exact details but the neighbor says that they like oh it's it doesn't matter if they want you they'll find they'll find out who it is well, I mean that's that's true across the board, but then that that means like don't even bother locking your doors because if you want to be found, they'll get you. Hmm. Right, and you can you can have that level of paranoia. Yeah, but I I don't think the vast number of crypto users, Bitcoin users, are like on the government watch list for that level of paranoia. Well, the the. Vast majority may not be, but maybe people who talk about it on the radio. Oh, that's never happened before. Never mind. Right. Well, like I, I buy Bitcoin from somebody, right? I've never been on a, I've never been on a, uh, uh, on on any of the. Uh, what do you, I just lost the mixers. Word. I've never used a mixer. I've never been on uh, like Coinbase or any of those providers. Exchanges. Exchanges. Yeah. I just I give people cash and they transfer Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Right. And okay, like you got me. Like my phone, the IP on my phone has it. But if I used a VPN, hmm. it wouldn't. Yeah, you can't. You know, they're they're they can block all the on ramps and on off ramps on the exchanges, but like peer to peer cash transactions are just as pervasive, and those are the ones that they won't be able to track, and those are the ones that before crypto came along was done in Federal Reserve notes and did all the money laundering, all the you know all the hitman hiring, mm-hmm. right, all the shady drug deals. It was already being done in cash. And so they can, they're not going to stop any of that. And they're not going to catch anybody who doesn't want to be caught. Right? Okay, you you got me. I have crypto, but they don't have the keys to my wallet. They mm-hmm. don't have the password to get on my phone. If they try too many times, whatever, it's, it's encrypted somewhere. They can't take anything from me. All they can do is hold me in a cell. 
Hmm. It's, I, I mean, it's a good, all these things are good points. And to be fair, my neighbor who talks about that stuff is a really paranoid person. But let's, let's read the last three things it says it will do. It will strengthen enforcement of BSA compliance by directing the Treasury Department to establish an anti-money laundering slash CFT, I don't see what that means right here, compliance examination and review process for money services businesses and other digital asset entities with BSA obligations, Bank Secrecy Act obligations, and directing the Secrecies and Exchange Commission and Commodity Futures Trading Commission to establish anti-money laundering, CFT compliance examination and review process. I feel like we already read that. So if you're you're a high-level trader, maybe like Ian was, or you're running a Bitcoin ATM or vending machine, Right, maybe maybe you're on their radar a little more than the average person, mm-hmm. and maybe you take you know the necessary steps to get around that, or you just fall into compliance because you're not doing it for activism, you're not doing it to like stick it to the man, mm-hmm. you're doing it because it makes you money. And if it makes you money, you just follow the rules and make the money. Says- well, so that's the thing. I mean, the reporting requirements on this are literally impossible to follow. But so it has like- been like that for a while. When they when they put it on the when they put it on the IRS form when you fill out your taxes at the end of the year, well, how no, much value in cryptocurrency do you have? I'm like, who knows, man? No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, so for example, right now you can uh, you can ha- you can deposit uh, from any address, right? Sure. So they don't know for sure, even though that went into your account, that it came from your wallet, right? So that's one of the reporting requirements, is where did this money come from? I'm not going to report it. Hmm? I'm going to be one of those people that doesn't report it. The thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that just don't care will we'll slide under the radar as long as we can, right? But there's, they, you know, it's one of those like strength in numbers they can't get everybody. And that's yeah, and what that's, sucks. A lot of people are going to do it. And that's basically what this uh, puts you down to is you have to use the black market or they will put you in jail. I already use the black market because yeah. it's safer. Uh, yeah, I'm not suggesting that this will affect you. Okay. Um, Unless they decide that it affects you. Because that's the problem here. You don't know how they're going to enforce it at a given time. So they'll start out by making it very crypto focused. And then just expand and expand, and eventually it's like, I'm sorry, you have a book, and books are wallets, so you go to jail because you had a book. Okay. Aren't they going to burn all the books before then? Well, it will be legal under this law to burn every book. That's what all the dystopian novels tell me. Well, this other thing it says they're going to do- That seems like a stretch. The other thing it says they're going to do is um, to extend the- Bank Secrecy Act rules, they're going to make it to where any person engaged in a transaction with a value greater than $10,000 in digital assets through one or more offshore accounts has to file a a report of foreign bank and financial accents with the IRS. And uh, yeah, I think your article is focusing on all the wrong things here. I thought that was all it was going to do. There's only one more. Mm. Is there something else that you've... So you do a uh, crypto transaction and it's on like a Chinese miner's ledger. You're like, oh, oh it's a foreign transaction. Is that it, really? Yeah. Seems like a stretch. What sucks is like it doesn't go anywhere. It's never Bitcoin is in America. Now Bitcoin is in China. It, it's always on the fr- same ledger. Right. 
Right. It's not ever in China. Yeah, and that's that's basically the problem that they're running into here is that they keep trying to use old laws to enforce on a technology that is not applicable to those laws. Well, then let's let them spin their wheels instead of pointing out how wrong they are. Well, I'm just going to say the last thing, since it's the last thing here. It says it will mitigate the illicit finance risks of digital asset ATMs by directing FinCEN to ensure that digital asset ATM owners and administrations regularly submit and update the physical addresses of the kiosks they own or update and verify customer and counterparty entity. And right now, identity. And right now, like every ATM owner, really, it's a kiosk. Really, it's a vending machine. But every ATM owner files every mm. atm owner basically because ian's not an atm vending machine owner anymore and they all do it that's why they all get in trouble well they got in trouble for not filing and so again if you're if this is your business right this is like this is how i make my money right you comply because it's not an activism thing well that's what, that's the thing they comply and then they since they've given up their information and everything, then they get in trouble for something else. Like the guy in Texas who was on the show once, he was in trouble for, well, you were doing this thing and you didn't have the federal paperwork. And there he was like, okay, well, there wasn't, or no, no, you don't have the state paperwork. He complied by telling them, this is me to the feds. Yep. There was no such thing as state paperwork as in Texas. He said- um, And the federal law requires that you have state paperwork, yep. even though that state doesn't have any paperwork associated with it. It's so like, the, well, the way you they, didn't follow the rule. Yep, so the way they got him was, instead of like a judge saying that makes sense, he was like, they were like, okay, well, if you don't take guilty plea, we'll go after your, your wife. So he just took a guilty plea. It was like a year and a half. But well, there's your mistake right there. It looks like we have a caller on the line. I don't know your name. Unscreened caller. What's on your mind? Um, oh. I, just, I just think that's the worst thing that's going to happen. I'm sorry, caller. Can you hold? Because I didn't realize what time it was. And we don't have enough time in this break. Um, we'll be back in like eight minutes. It's Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Radio that you control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call to get in on the conversation with us. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Bakeless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. And it looks like we already have a caller on the line, so I'm going to go straight to you guys' calls and thoughts. Jet in the West somewhere. What's on your mind, Uh Jet? Well, you know how I like to... Uh, call up and talk about strange things like the uh, borders and things that just don't seem to make sense. I consider them borders. What are those delusions of the masses is what it is. (laughs) And my, my underlying question in my life is always, are most people mentally ill? Yes. (laughs) 
to be under this delusion. I mean, there's got to be something. Because, and the reason I'm Stockholm focusing Syndrome. on borders, the reason I'm focusing on borders is because they make no sense. You know, I don't think they made sense when they were first established. It wasn't as though there was any geopolitical grouping of people that said, okay, we all agree that this is our little area. And uh, Well, does, today, does territory make sense to you? Well, ter- yes, small territories. Okay. And that's why in a lot of cases I, I, I um, propose that the best situation might be city-states. But anyway. Well, hold, hold, hold on. So I, if territories make sense to you, then why do borders not make sense to you? No, I mean territories in the smaller sense. Small well, territories. Okay. Words, Number one, like where do you draw the line? Number two, what difference does that make? Well, you can make well, a physical border around your backyard. Right. Have you guys ever seen the map of the wolf packs? No. Oh, yeah, how they make a... They have borders. They make they stay in their own little lanes. They stay in... Yeah, well, they have a territory, mm-hmm. right? There's there's no political designation for it. Surprisingly enough, they stay within their bounds. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's basically two uh, uh, sort of mutually exclusive uh, concepts of territory. Or of or well, of property ownership, and talking. one concept of property ownership is you have a right to whatever you can keep, and what you can keep is what's in this territory. So, okay, you conquered this chunk of North America. Now you have a right to that chunk of North America, and you can rule what is in that chunk of North America the way that you see fit, like the U.S. federal government. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and and the. In the legal system, that conquest is the foundation of property, and it was one of the earliest pieces of uh, of uh, one of the earliest cases that was the foundation of the legal framework. Was okay. The natives said that they they own this, and they said, "Nope, we conquered it, and since we conquered it, we can't acknowledge your ownership of that property." So that well, is one property of owner, uh, ownership theory. Now I think that leads to a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of of strife. I think it doesn't make any sense, especially and it's when a non-person a, owns something like the United States. That yeah, well, is I mean, point. you 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 basically end up with that uh, that problem one way or the other, though. So like, uh, two people are going to be able to control more territory than one person does. Now. 20 people will control even more, and once you get into higher and higher numbers, then you have to have organizations in order to say, okay, who who does what in this organization of territory control? And then that organization uh, has its own sort of pattern to it. So even if this mem- person is no longer a member of this organization, and this person now is, th- it still acts in the same way. So the president of the United States owns all the territory of the United States through the organization of the United States federal government by proxy and then cedes ownership to the new president every four to eight years. Uh, not exactly. All right. No, it's the people. Well, that's that's what they say. And that's uh, but well, if we're going to say if we're going to say they conquered it, the people didn't conquer anything. Oh, no, they absolutely did. The people conquered it. And since the people <laughs> conquered it, then the people get to own it. Jet. That's that's all an interesting discussion, but let's get back to the mental focus of the idea that there's this mass delusion going on that somehow, and I've pointed out before, that every so-called state within this thing we call the United States has 
straight lines. So there was at some point that they just decided that on this side is something and on that side is something. Now, the reason I bring this up is I live near one of those weird borders where it's invisible. Yes, there's a creek that runs through that uh, sets two sides, but there's nothing there's nothing political that separate, separates the two people. It's not like there's a certain tribe on this side and a tribe on that side that seem to all believe one thing or another. So I'm, I'm focusing in on the, um, you know, the, the mental state of the general people who accept this idea that somehow special buildings going up and people walking around in special uniforms and flying a flag and, and having a specific this, that, or the other thing, that that somehow makes sense to most people. They accept it, they adopt it, and they function. Well, I think Peakless just so explained it. That's yeah. your so, so, I mean, like, uh, let's say, for example, uh, a gang is in a particular neighborhood of a city. And they have a particular color that they wear, and they make particular tags to show that this is their part of the city. And what you know for sure is that if you, say, try and sell some marijuana at that particular corner, you will be picking a fight with this particular gang, and they will have some probability of shooting you for trying to deal drugs in their territory. It's basically the same idea. Talk about the mentality. Let's get back to the mentality. How is this? How is this mass delusion maintained and engendered to where people in general think that that's okay? It's okay to create territories. It's okay to block off because the landowner runs things. the schools. Well, and because they identify with that landowner. Yeah, like they, they really believe that the they uh, they are that entity. Well, you just called them we the people. They think them. they're part of it. Yeah. Well, I think it's a mass delusion, and there's and most people are bordering on, you know, mental illness, just like the yeah. uh, the folks running around in costumes are mentally ill in my mind because they yeah. honestly believe that, that they have these superpowers or that they're they're morally superior or even intellectually superior to everyone else. And I even mean, the people who believe that about them are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we disagree with you. You asked for an explanation, and that explains it. Yeah, it, it's the same sort of issue with, like, uh, a particular deity might not exist, but I can be totally sure that the people who believe that deity exists will kill me for something. Drawing a picture of it? For example. For example. Can't let those people in our borders. <laughs> yeah, but but that's that's part of my point too. It seems that the only thing that borders actually do is create conflict or peace. Well, I, I mean, it doesn't actually didn't create Pakistan conflict and India? so much as just redirect it. But didn't Pakistan I mean, and India create peace a little bit? I don't want my neighbors, you know, tree droppings falling into my yard. It's, that's why we have a fence between us. Yeah, and I think I think Pakistan and India they just kind of deferred the like they're bound to fight each other eventually, but for now hmm. they can stay on their side of the line. And I'm I'm not okay. saying it's necessarily nice that it's a government line, but like people can come together and do that. 
yeah. right? And that would be fine. So it'd be, it's not really like mentally ill, just believe in the idea of territories. Like, cause, because your backyard is your territory, like you said. Yeah. I just think Staying it's, on your property is peaceful. Trespassing it, the on the mine is a conflict. I think you're uh, missing here is the part about it that's mentally ill is the idea of public property. That's mental illness that we can all just equally own a thing. That's mental illness. Well, in, in overall, I, I tend to try to promote this idea that if anyone wants to gather up into small groups, into tribes, that, that I think a city state, if at the very least, would be the most profitable as far as reducing uh, conflict and maintaining peace. And then you could deal with that within that con- the confines of that yeah. small area, just like. Um, but the moment you home. set up that but, small area, you've got to protect the borders from those that you don't want coming in. Yeah, like there there will be certain expectations of human behavior in that territory, and at some point, those expectations do not apply, and that is a border. Well, that's all I'm doing. I'm just bringing up things for people to think about, and you have the you know the broadcast uh, forum to be able to disseminate some of this idea. The idea. Yeah. and I think freedom freedom can be gained through the enlightenment or the expansion of one's thought processes. The idea that these these things that currently exist don't have to exist. They don't have to. I don't have to be uh, suppressed, oppressed, repressed by these concepts. That somehow I can get beyond them, and if I do within my own mind. Yeah. then that could extend to the family, to the community. And, yeah. And, well, and you, I, think you can a, free your mind. You're still going to get shot by one of these dullards. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a, a transition between the, the territory concept and the property concept that is based on I mixed my labor with nature. So like uh, in the in the forests between Canada and the U.S., there's this big chunk where they just cut down all of the trees to show where the line is. Hmm. And that's that's actually pretty reasonable. Like, OK, okay. this was nature, the forest. You can see it on either side of this line. And then we mixed our labor with nature right here. Th- this looks really weird. It's pretty obvious to see that this is artificial. So we own this now. If I cut my lawn, I can say you're not allowed to walk on my lawn. I own that. I mixed my labor with nature. I can do what I want with it, which means that I can tell you you're not allowed to use it. My biggest issue with your theory, and I guess this is the best time to bring it up, um, is it? Thank you for the call. I don't see how it accounts for nature preserves. Like if if I want if I want to like own land Mm -hmm. and just leave the nature pristine. Right, I I believe I should still be able to own it if I can defend it. Okay, well, you can well, defend it and preserve it because, like forests, they can't well, just sit mixed, there. But I haven't mixed well, my no, labor so, with it. Well, if you don't so want to do that, and that's exactly the problem. Like, yes. okay, what's not a nature preserve? I hereby claim Earth as my own personal nature preserve. Yes, and now you have to defend it, and right. you cannot. It creates conflict. Fundamentally, it creates conflict to take ownership of something that you have no right to by mixing your labor with it or someone else mixing theirs with it and then giving it to you. Then there's, so you think there's that no him just owning a, owning a small, pristine nature area and saying, I don't want to do anything to this, not even take care of the forest, like get rid of the debris and stuff like people are supposed to do. I don't want to do any of that. If a forest fire happens, it happens. And this is my area. Like, And he defend it. 
That's not going to avoid conflict. Yeah, but it's not wrong. That if somebody attacks you for doing something that's wrong to no, it's claim not. nature if somebody, that you've never it's not morally wrong. If if he is it takes some nature and it belo- and it belongs to him and he is sitting around waiting like like letting people in and out to look at it or something like that, or make not, money off of I it. If I just want to enjoy it cuz like if you claim any part of nature, you're wrong. So, fine, hmm. I claim all the oxygen in this room. It's mine now. I was going now to say you're right. Now you have to defend it. I think that we okay, might be right. I'm going to start beating you. You could try, and then, then we fight. That's the thing. Okay, so you let's assume... You have to be able to defend let's it. Assume if you're going to make a claim... Let's assume hypothetically that I do this, yep. that I just start wailing on you, and let's say that I win. Yep. That gives me the right to that air. It does. It and then I can does. tell you, look, you need to pay me $100 a day to start breathing my air. You absolutely could. Oh, I, so, don't, I don't so think that's right. Okay, you could do that's, a that's, thing, that's, but that's that doesn't make it right. That's your theory. Yeah, it doesn't Here, make Here's it right. the thing. Here's the thing. I think that um, I'm more convinced to your side now because if you don't even want to like let people in and let them look at it, like what... Right? Do you have to do that if you just put a fence around a thing? If I if I mow the grass, all of a sudden it's okay to exclude people. No, I didn't if you even think you were grass, excluding people. If you own people. that grass that you mowed, I well, got it. But I'm saying you, I don't want to mow the grass. I just I want. I think I it's want more than just mowing the grass. Like he do lives the there. Work. I just want to own the thing. And, and plus, like it's I more than just mowing pristine. the grass, isn't it? Like it's like you live there. No, you don't have to live there. Why do you have to live there? You can own play, you can be uh you can own things away from where you reside or do property there or do business there or something. Whatever, I don't care. Because like if you're just sitting there with a fence around saying, something with a shotgun in case someone gets close to it, I do kind of think that's wrong. The mix the mixing well, the mixing labor with know. nature has the the fundamental flaw in the mixing labor with nature is that it leaves no nature left pristine. Yeah, but that's Good. just uh, that you're just putting that value on something like, yeah, I, mean, I kind of agree that that is a sad thing, but a lot of people might right. not value that, like, especially if like the earth populates so much. We they, need might, more... they might not, but I do. And so I should also, be able to defend that want, plot. If you want that nature, go further. Well, it, go to where people aren't and you'll under, find your pristine under nature. Under your theory, I still wouldn't own it. And if You're someone, right. You and still if, don't and own someone, nature. And if someone encroached on it with a weed whacker... They just usurped my property. It wasn't your property. Here's the thing: it like, let's nature. just make it a rock. Like, I think that I can see Richie Rich's side more if it's just some big rock. Like, what if he's like, I don't want this rock to get walked all over because it's a cool shape. It's like as big as a house, and he can't live on it. He wants to preserve it, but and if I someone don't comes see with a rock chisel and goes, "Dink." Yeah, I don't think now he, they own it. He really has. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think to it's own wrong. Not. Well, look, the whole point of property as a concept is to avoid being constantly at war with everyone all the time. Then just leave my little plot of pristine nature alone. But if he, what if he just thinks it's a different point? Like you, you say that's a point. It's a good point in my book and everything. But it's like, what if Richie Rich says that's not a good enough point of private property? I want it for a different reason. And my reason is I want to preserve this rock. Okay, I want to preserve everything. It belongs to me now. Then you have to defend it. We've been over this like three times. Then the we're at war with yes. everyone all of the time. No, no just over the rock. Just How the do rock. you know I didn't claim the air you're already breathing? You're already at war with me. See, that's the whole point. No. Is that this does, your concept of property does not avoid conflict. And, and much like everything you bring up, there's a slippery slope. Not everyone's going to go to war because not everyone's going to make ludicrous claims like you. 
People are going to respect the the wishes of others. Sooner or later, someone's going to want your patch. The other thing is, it's going to be to like, hey, it. we f- we found uh, this new particular mineral that happens yes. to be where your nature preserve is. Which is which is why I stand by the defense there. Okay, well then, what's the point of property in if defending it is the definition? What is the point of the concept of property? Because if most it is pe- no different, then here's what I can force you not to use. Because most people are not going to act maliciously. Most people, like my neighbor is not going to suddenly steal my house. He's got his own, and it's a risk to do so. Most people will opt to live peacefully amongst their neighbors. I mean, honestly, what is Richie Rich's claim to even just a rock he found in nature if your claim is that no one can own any nature without doing any work to it? He might have not done anything to the rock. The other thing is error is not as definable as a rock. Okay, well, I officially claim all of the stars in the sky. Then you have to defend it. I am. Look at me go. There you go. And if no one's offering a counterclaim and no one's at war with you for it, it's as good as claim as anything else when you get to name the star and you give it as a gift to your, you know, your sweetheart on Valentine's Day. Look, honey, I named a star yeah, after you. The whole point of <laughs> having cares? rules that Nobody cares. On. Nobody's going to nobody's going to uh, uh, counter that claim. Nobody's going to that's my star up there and now we must fight. <laughs> Nobody cares for now forever well, and that, no that's the problem look if you claim this nature preserve you the, the whole point of having a claim on it of having a right to it is that i then go in order to have your respect of my property because i've we have these rules of what is and isn't property so in order for you to not break my phone i will not invade your nature preserve okay deal no, okay. we have a deal, so stay off my nature reserve. Except that now I'm going to go ahead and claim all of your nature preserve. No, because I'm going to now. defend it. Well, right. what about the fact so that putting a... So then we're at war again. What because, about the fact that... you're, because you're taking... You're not respecting the claim. What about the fact that putting a... You're being a, a dick. Putting a... <laughs> Um, fence around the nature preserve is mixing your labor with it. Even I defending put a fence it, around everything. You just can't see it. You can't defend it. See, like you, yeah, you keep it. going back to that. If right. we're actually trying to get to the logical conclusion, you keep going back to that. So if it's like a small the whole enough, point of having rules about this is that I don't have to defend it because we respect each s- other's property. Then respect the nature you're not preserve. Ref- Why you're don't not you? I don't get that. You're most not- of your property most of the time because most of the time most people know what the rules of property. Then are I should be able to have a nature them. preserve. Yeah, if it's small enough that he can preserve it, and he lives like right outside it or something, and he's like, anytime someone's walking up, he could go up and be like, "Hey, read the sign." I, the only I person don't really threatening see how it's my wrong. nature preserve is you. That's We're because, at war because you claimed it. Well, it's and because the only other person who knows about it. If somebody commits evil against you when you're not doing anything wrong, I just don't see how it could possibly be that person's fault. It's like blaming the victim. I put it on the blockchain. This is Richie Rich's nature preserve. Okay, I put on the blockchain that I own everything. And then Ta-da. you have to defend it. Oh my God, I think... The whole point of having agreements is not to defend the things that we agree that each other owns. Not everyone's going to agree now, if with we you. Can't, that's why we, that, that's that's why we put locks on the doors. See, that that's just a subjective point you keep making. Like It's not that I think it's a bad point. It's just that I don't see how it's like fact written in stone, fact of nature, that that's the point of property. Like my point of property might be something else. Like just like being feeling safe where I am. Like if we're talking about property that you, that you 
own that's land. Right. Feeling safe where you are. That yeah. is one of the ways that we avoid conflict. Until Peakless Mountaineer shows up with a bear cat right. and smashes through the Which window. Which is what happens when someone stops respecting property. I got it. So you're, but in this example, you're the only one not respecting my nature preserve. That's what I'm confused about. Like, I almost feel like you're arguing against yourself. Like, if, if you're the only one who doesn't want him to have the nature preserve, but everybody else on Earth doesn't care, for example. Okay, everyone else on Earth is using the form of property rights that, that Richie Rich is using, which is, if you can defend it, then you have a right to it. Or what if it's, like, so far now, out and no one such, cares? as you, you have no right to any of the taxes that they try to extract from you because they're defending that property. So you really ought to give the IRS everything they ask for because you don't have a right to that property. You're not defending it. They are. Well, if I hire a defense organization, sure, I could pay for one. But right now you haven't done that. Well, then you could say the same for anybody paying property taxes or any sort of taxes. Yes. Okay. Yes. If you believe in the territorial property, if you I'm believe not in property pro- through conquest, then yeah, the, every legitimate is government. Uh, every government is legitimate because they have enough power to do so. Which is also why I call for the overthrow of governments so that we can resume our property rights. 603-283-6160. There's an, another segment coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Free Talk Live. that you control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number here that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie and richie rich sorry about that i keep forgetting to unmute him for some reason and we've put out peakless for claiming all the air in the room (laughs) he has been defended against we've defeated him has been defeated it was mostly me well i mean by your theory, <laughs> if the U.S. can defend what you think of as yours, then it's actually theirs. See, yeah. Which, which the again, is I why with we, that, we ought to fight so back. So, me and Mark actually and talked about this. Claim. Me and Mark talked about this on a um, freer talk live after show, and he made the claim the United States does, in fact, own it because they uh, say they do. And I said, well, the United States doesn't exist. So, like, that's that's stupid. Like... You can right. say I'm the United States, okay. but they, who do they point to that is the United so, States? There's no one. Okay, so let's let's deal with that one then. Okay, once we've established that it's actually your ability for conquest that defines property, because that's your ability to defend it. So now that that's okay, well, you and Ian can jointly own a thing. Can't but then you? you could point to me and Ian. That's the thing. Like right. if if you pointed right. to the Shire Free Church, who and owns the Shire Free Church? The no one owns the well, United States. And I would say, when they come to take it from you, you ought to defend it. Have you ever asked someone in court who the city of Keene is? I have. Have you ever asked somebody in court who the United States is? I've seen people do it. I've called the they state of Hawaii to the okay. stand. So yeah. I can say the Freemans. 
Like, exactly. Because you to, because and, if and, we own a company, that's fair game. If we just say this is the United States, it's not us. We have no legal right to listen to you about anything, but it belongs to us. See, that's I think different. Like we if if we're just putting people in jail, we are unanswerable to them. You can't call us to the stand. But secretly behind the scenes, like that's what's wrong well, about the United if States. If you can put people in jail, uh, then you obviously own them. You have the power I'm not to defend with that your property. Yeah, no, I don't think that having the power to defend the property makes it yours. That's insane. That's the very thing that we're trying to avoid because once you've established that, then everyone is just constantly figuring out what they can steal. Well, I do have Only to. Only you, man. Everybody I do have to, to tell peaceful. you guys that this whole hour is brought to you by free or a free talk live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have free. Sorry, fees less than one cent per transaction and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. Dash.org. So I have this story here from the Wall Street Journal. And I started it the other day, but we never got into it. So I just wanted to uh, actually get into it for the listeners. It says, a moving company touts its young chiseled workers. Feds say that's age discrimination. It's like Hooters all over again. Yeah, it is like that, but for men. Hooters for men. There you go. Well, the federal government's got some gall accusing someone else of age discrimination. They won't let me pick up a social security check. Hmm, that's a good point. A moving company shows off the clean-cut, chiseled student-athletes who pump iron before loading your furniture. Is it college hunks? Because I used to... Oh, give I, out flyers for one of theirs. I don't know if that's the name because you said that, but um, okay. I haven't seen the name of it yet. But it says the federal government says that's a problem. That just sounds like a Karen, you know. That's a problem. That's I want little old ladies lifting my heavy boxes. <laughs> <laughs> the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission sued Fresno, California-based meathead movers nice. this year. <laughs> that's funny for violating age discrimination law by not hiring enough older workers. To do what? To lift the heavy boxes? <laughs> I guess so. No, this this is like job-specific requirements, man. You got to be able to lift the stuff. If you can't lift the stuff, you can't do the job. At some point, are they going to say it's discrimination that you chose somebody who knows how to work a computer for like a computer job? Probably. I'm sure that their argument is that, well, they were fully capable of lifting things, but you didn't hire them because they weren't sexy. Yeah, that may be true, too. <laughs> Employment attorneys and trade groups say the case will offer clues as to how the agency will approach anti-discrimination laws now that President Biden's picks are installed. Commissioners voted seven times on age discrimination matters since Democrats gained control in August. That moving company is going to go out of business if they hire old people. 
Yeah. Because they're going to hire old people. The young people are going to be doing extra work trying to lift with the old people. They won't want to do it. They won't want to do it. They won't get tips or something for being young and doing a good job. I've gotten a few good tips working at a moving company. Actually, I did have a friend that had a moving company, and he said sometimes people would tip them, but it's not like a tip job. Like, you are just going to rely on that. Yeah, no, it wasn't a tip job, but, you know, that it was lunch, man. Like, all right, you got 20 bucks, I got 20 bucks, let's go eat lunch today. Hmm. Like, it was never expected. We were always gracious about it. It says that um, the commissioner has voted seven times on age discrimination matters since Democrats gained control in August compared with three age-related matters since earlier in the year. I can also say at my age, I don't want to do that job anymore. Mm, that was yeah. hard work. I don't want to be lifting boxes all day. Yeah. That hurt my back. And I, I'm a woman. I don't want to do that job at all. <laughs> like, Let the young meatheads well, lift the heavy stuff. that is sex discrimination, Bonnie. Yeah. Let the young meatheads lift the heavy stuff. Like, I'm, that's what they're built for, man. Do most women actually care and say, like, meathead movers won't hire me? Or old people. Do, do, is there anybody actually being offend, offended by this? Like actually like applying not getting the job? I mean, we did have a female on the crew. And when mm-hmm. she was on the job, she would like wrap the dishes. And then we would move the box. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, depending on your needs, like there's a place for them maybe. Mm-hmm. But who we did the heavy stuff, man. It says the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission chair, Charlotte Burroughs, whom Biden elevated has said she would vigorously enforce age discrimination laws as, oh, I just related specifically for age. So I keep bringing up females. I keep forgetting that's not just discrimination. Oh, just wait. It'll be females soon. She said she would vigorously enforce age discrimination laws as older workers regularly face age bias, stereotypes, and discrimination. Yeah, because they can't do the job anymore. Yeah, but right now, come on, old people are getting more jobs than ever because young people don't want to work. So yeah. it's like, who? this is a ridiculous thing they care about, and they're acting like they're saints for caring about. Depends, again, d- d- depends on the job, depends on the industry. And I feel like well, a person... this is why companies should be allowed to discriminate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you are allowed to discriminate. Like, on almost every way, you're allowed to, but these particular ways, you're not allowed to. Flight attendant must be able to fit down the aisle <laughs> and not hit the roof. Hmm, I never even thought about that. Um, it used to be a requirement, like under five. It's not 4, a requirement anymore? anymore. I'm pretty sure they they threw that one out. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, that that well, even and, has to do with not falling out of the sky. Just a quick thought. Um, isn't the government actually the one discriminating on the basis of age to say that anyone under eighteen can't have a job? Hmm. Yeah, they are. So, but those people don't have rights and don't matter. Well, yes, according to the United you States, can. right? According to the United States and their age discrimination, mm-hmm. these people have no rights. Yeah, but or it's they the have mental to get illness. Permission. It's the mental illness thing. Like most people don't care. They're like, "Yep, those people aren't right. Such my property." That seventeen-year-old man, boy, whatever. Right. And so it's the mental illness thing. Like that's the only reason it gets by. That's the only reason it's that inconsistency is allowed to continue is because people are crazy and believe it. I think employees under the voting age shouldn't have their taxes withheld. Yeah, right. Because there's no representation for them. Well, I think no one should have their taxes withheld. So, Understood. I mean, it's a good start. It's a good start. At least that fits their theory of no taxation without representation. Mm. Right. The focus on age discrimination comes as America's workforce is getting older. 
What is that supposed to mean? That young people are just not working? Like they're admitting it no, there and then getting, they're also... No, it's getting older because they foobarred the dollar and you got to work longer and you're not able to retire like you used to. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nearly a quarter of U.S. workers are 55 and older, and the Labor Department estimates that the number of people 65 and older in the labor force will grow by a third over the next decade. Yep, because they pushed the Social Security age up, hmm. right? And you can't retire. You don't have enough savings. You, you, you don't qualify. You were so close to Social Security, and then they moved the goalpost. That's terrible for whoever's like well, 50. And so they're not, they're not exiting the labor force, leaving room for youngins to enter. Let that be a lesson to you for relying on the government. Right. As if most people have a choice or like a free then choice. to rely on the government, you do. They don't speak out against it. That is they true. have a choice about that. I That's mean, the thing that annoys me the most about people. You don't have a choice as to whether it will be imposed on you, but you have a choice as to whether you rely on it. Understood. Hmm. But if you paid into Social Security, like most most people have a W-2 job. Mm-hmm. Not There's not a lot of entrepreneurs. There's not a lot of independent contractors out there that a small percentage of the labor market Hmm. right social security withholdings is mandatory across the board right so every the vast majority of people who have ever worked in their life Mm -hmm. have had money already stolen from them yep and they're trying to recoup it on the back end and good for you but you're still you are unwise to rely on the government to ever do anything i got it but and what is what was their alternative prior to cryptocurrency well you could have planned on working long enough that your retirement savings would not include your social security and they destroyed that by inflating the currency if you did have savings or an investment then you should have planned better because they've been destroying the currency since longer than you've been alive. Yeah, you didn't buy silver or something. Well, back to this article, it says, Some meathead movers' trucks are stamped with the moniker Student Athlete Movers. Youthful-looking employees pump iron before grabbing furniture, according to a recent social media advertisement. And to me, it sounds like this could I bet they're doing backfire. lightweights. It's foolish to go to the gym before you go to work. That is silly, yeah. Um... One thing that I think is weird Muscles about it, though, is before you lift the heavy boxes, don't right? you think that this would possibly backfire? Like, I can see some single lady wanting to hire them, but I can't. My dad would look at this and be like, OK, not hiring that those weirdos. I don't want to hire. Like, don't you think so? It's like, a niche don't you market. think sure. most men are going to be like, um, I'm not going to I'm going to look weird if I well, specifically hire meathead movers Well, in families. Men make fewer of the purchasing decisions than you might think. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure if it would like. I, w- I would say it's a hard ni- enough, I would but. say it's a niche market, mm-hmm. but again, if if that's your crew, and the the competitor has like little old ladies and older men, yeah, right. Who do you want lifting your stuff? Well, it looks like we have another caller on the line, anonymous caller, unscreened caller. What's on your mind? Hi, uh, thank you. I'm James from Miami. Uh, yes, I was just calling because I heard you say something about someone mentioned the discrimination against age in the, in the United States, right? That's yeah. what we're talking and about. I just couldn't... Oh, thank you. I, I just couldn't help but... Uh, this thing that has been bothering me for a while is, is this kid. I say kid. I don't know what his age is now. But he's the one that... And of course, I think it's in, in Florida where this happened. It's this kid named Aiden. Aiden, um, the last name, I think it's spelled Fucci or Fusi. It's F-U-C-C-I. Um, first name Aiden. A-I-D-E-N. But what did he do? And he's the... Well, he's the one that when he was like 14, he killed some cheerleader that was 13. So he's been locked up since he was 14. I don't know. I don't know his age now, but recently they they, they gave him 
some sort of is it one life one life being in prison or two lives? I don't know. Okay. He, 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 so either way, he he's a juvenile, like not getting out of prison. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I don't even think he's eighteen yet. Okay, what is your concern? Yeah, I, I mean, if they can do this. They, they can, I mean, no. And I, listen, I've seen photos of him. They, they shaved his head. And okay. this guy's supposed to be under eighteen, and they abuse. They're basically abusing him. They're like. They're, I mean, he's like, a murderer. Um, so, are you are you feeling sympathetic? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, no, no. That's the thing. The age thing is, is the age. I mean, if he was maybe like, if he had been maybe sixteen when he did this, I can. No, I don't. No, I don't, I'm not even for life in prison for like underage people anyway. But. So I don't really I mean, get what I, I mean, I don't um, blame you for having confused emotions about this, because the thing is, the government tells people, well, 14 year olds can't consent to stuff and 14 year olds mm-hmm, don't know exactly. what they're doing. They're not capable. But then this yeah. guy is 14, stabs someone and they're treating him like a, like an adult. In a then way. they shoot up a yeah. school and you're like, I don't know, just juvie. Yeah. That, I know yeah, I'm not he, he I'm not died. really saying he mm-hmm. shouldn't have gotten um that's the thing he actually there was a victim there was a girl who's been stabbed to death which is one of the like Yeah but keep in mind he only killed one person it's not a mass murder I can understand if he would have gotten life in prison for killing two people at least right but I'm thinking this guy should be Why? in a mental institution It's like the guy I talked about stabbing someone earlier and thank you for the call by the way um, it's definitely an interesting thought experiment because there was a guy I was talking about early in, early in the show and I said he should probably get like 20 years for stabbing someone to death, but she was like abusing his girlfriend Yeah. and this girl was a cheerleader. What was she doing? And she was 13. So do you think when he, if he stays in prison till he's 34, maybe he'll be normal. <laughs> like he that's could the reintegrate thing. into that's, society. I don't that's know. the thing. Oddly like, enough, prisons that don't frequently do that. is the case. And okay. the, the, Sadly, the one useful thing that this pr- that the prison system does is that a lot of people are extremely a lot of men are extremely dangerous for this very specific period of time while they're young. Hmm. Yep. And then they just sort of their neurons myelinate and they make better, less destructive decisions after they reach a certain age. I mean, you don't have to bring it up, Bonnie, but I brought in for uh, show prep the Grand Theft Auto hacker. Oh, yeah. Right. Life in prison or life in a mental hospital. And he's autistic. Because he's a hacker. He's an autistic hacker. Young, right? Isn't he? Yeah. Teen in in his teens, I believe. What do you do? Uh, he like he hacked into the servers for Grand Theft Auto Six and was extorting the uh, he was developers. playing it. He got um, locked up funny. and then he did it again. Right in lockup, he did. He like he got like a Amazon Fire TV and a wireless keyboard and hooked that up to the room that he was in and hacked back into it again. And has already claimed like I just want to keep doing this. So he, he's a threat. <laughs> Until he just until he cha- don't say it out loud, <laughs> right? He's a threat, and so but but because he's autistic, they're not putting him in jail. It's just life in an institution. But mm. they did say that um, it costs GTA five million dollars. I don't know how, but oh. it said it costs them five million dollars. So I'm not saying he should get life in prison, okay, or even in a mental institution. Well, if he gets out, he's already claimed that he's going to continue to do it. But he is well, yeah. But maybe he's not going to be able to make years, restitutions. On is he going to still? Dollars. He's not going to want to do it in a few years when GTA Five is already out. He's autistic. It's well, not they just be... leave him in until GTA Five is out or whatever it is, six, whatever. Well, because he's a hacker, right? He'll find something else to hack. But then you're plus... you're punishing him for something he hasn't done yet. He said he wants to do it. Yeah, but to GTA Five. <laughs> to well, to so that, when GTA yes. Five is out and that's no longer something that can be threatened. Okay. 
then let him out and he'll hack another game. That's what you're saying he'll do, but because that's what he, he said. hasn't done that yet. He said you're that right. he'll do it to GTA Five. Well, he said he'll continue right? hacking. Okay, well, right? hacking's not a crime necessarily, is it? Well, it depends if, on what you mean by hacking. Because there's like red hack, hacking, white hack. So like hacking. he broke into the servers of the Rockstar developer and released files for the game and extorted them, said he would release more source code if they didn't telegram him some money. Well, you're just right. making this thing up he didn't do and putting him life in prison for it. Oh, read the article then. That's what he did. Oh, no. Okay. So, I thought you were yeah, saying don't if in, he did something else. I don't believe in intellectual property rights. So from my perspective, uh, he didn't do anything wrong. Maybe they should have defended okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like singers. I mean, yeah. there you go. Singers, they get their music released all the time and I never really feel bad for them. Like, how do they not have it in a place where nobody can get it? I don't know. It's like sometimes, like, Lana Del Rey went somewhere with a laptop and then got her her stuff um, stolen. Well, you're walking around with a laptop and paparazzi paparazzi photos. I don't know. It's not that I... I, I just don't really feel bad for her for that, you know? Okay. Um, but anyways, going back to the Meathead Movers, it says that employees compete in the Meathead Olympics, in which they compete to assemble and leap over boxes. You gotta be quick with those boxes, man. Numerous corporate... Wardrobe boxes are the king. Wardrobe boxes? Yeah. Why would you put a... Like, a clothing with, like, the, the, the thing for the hangers? Yep. Oh. I didn't think about those. I just imagined, like, a drawer. Like, or a dresser, like, being put into a box. Why would you put that in a box? It's already self-contained. Yeah. Because then oh, you don't you have to mean care. a box that does the job of a wardrobe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even if it's already self-contained, man, you take the heavy stuff out so you don't have to lift all the heavy stuff at once. Mm-hmm. You put you take the clothes out of the wardrobe, you put it in the wardrobe box, then you move the wardrobe and the wardrobe box with the clothes in it. Because it's lighter than yeah, once don't you, you realize that a wardrobe gonna... box is a box that acts as a wardrobe and not a box that is for a wardrobe. Yeah. I feel like these people are just gonna stink. It says employees dubbed meatheads must jog from truck to house when not carrying furniture. Okay. I would just think I mean, it's about a very it. inefficient use of your, your energy, but Fun. Yeah, right. It's like I would think about this, be like, they're doing all these extra things, working out before they're going to be tired, and they're probably going to stink if they're college we're boys. Gonna, we're going to stink understand anyway. why they only hire very young people to do this, because it's physically impossible, yeah. not to mention very unwise, <laughs> for the 50-year-old to be jogging the entire time after he did his workout before work. I, there, there were certain days I would legitimately go through a gallon of water. Like I had a gallon bottle of water, and I would finish it. And I would be dripping sweat. Like it is, it is a you physically. You did like demand. this exact thing. I didn't just... lift weights beforehand. Okay, I didn't yeah. jog to and from the house. But I was, uh, I worked for a moving company, right? We packed the boxes, we lifted the boxes, we put it on the truck, we unloaded it at the next stop. Yep. Then we unpacked and put everything away. So just people. normal. It's a really hard job. It's a I'm really sure. hard job, and that's what I'm saying. They're being very inefficient with their energy by lifting weights and jogging back and forth. It's just funny that the guy they have a picture of here, right here is like not handsome at all. The Meathead Movers inter- Invitational is a company-sponsored wrestling tournament. Meathead Movers executives say that the company is providing good jobs and quality services to the community that isn't discriminating against anyone. Older workers just wa- don't want to carry chests downstairs. They don't. Yeah. Yes. Nor, nor should they. 
Like you've you've earned it, man. Go get a go get a desk job. Those older workers, they don't want to carry chests downstairs. They don't want to jog every second they're not working. They don't even want to do the workout before coming <laughs> to work to move heavy things. Look, and again, having done it, right? I don't want to lift the heavy stuff with the weaker guys. Like I want the big guys helping me lift. Hmm. It says we are one hundred percent open to hiring anyone at any age if they can do the job, said company owner Aaron Steed, which go. I guess that's him. So now I feel bad for calling him not handsome. But I was just thinking it was one of the meatheads. He probably is a former meathead. Maybe. Nerds. He says, <laughs> people love working at meathead or they're turned off by how hard it is. You have to move furniture and run to get more. Yeah. Many of the EEOC's allegations, which that was... The equal sorry equal employment opportunity commission. Many of their allegations against Meathead focus on marketing and hiring practices that could discourage older workers from applying. They definitely oh do discourage older workers okay, from like applying. Fire firefighting, like just like yeah. that can discourage someone from applying, but that's not sure does. a problem. Yeah, and you got to go get a test. It's not only not a problem, it's a really really good idea yeah. to discourage older people from being firemen. I worked at a retail place. Like one of the check boxes was can you repeatedly lift 50 pounds? Yep. You know, over and, and we had like a little old lady who wouldn't do anything. Like and I we filled up a box with 50 pounds. I weighed it. Just to see if she could actually do the job. And she couldn't lift it. She's like, I need one of you guys to do this. Yeah. That I'm happened like, to my friend. Brian, fire her. She can't do the job. My friend was a gay guy working at a like the back room of a home uh, yeah. cl- uh, home yeah. se- selling stuff for your home. Okay. And uh, there was like, it was, they were always like, hey, I don't want to say his name. Hey, come get this. Hey, Doxing come get this. Person. Well, I didn't. And I'm only not because he's not my friend, friend anymore. But they'd be like, hey, come get this. Come get this. And, um, like it was all old ladies that he worked with. So he was, he hated that because, um, that's not fair. Like that they all got paid the same and he's doing all the heavy lifting and they're all old ladies. It's probably the same thing. They probably just checked that they could do it and then didn't. Yep. It says that discouragement bias can be present in job ads, marketing materials, and job application questions, such as asking about a student's class schedule. The agency said that. Wow. As it should be. You got to be able to work the hours that the, the stuff's being moved. Well, it's been Free Talk Live. We're back on tomorrow. You can go to freetalklive.com and you can call back in tomorrow if you missed us tonight. Free Talk Live. Peace. You want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in new hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime our friends at porcupine real estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by new hampshire citizens reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com